stretch it. To all my international heroes, better go grab your maps, cause it's time for some card art battling raps. Two of the best podcasts join together on wax to figure out the best art here at long last. So what's not to love as we pick at the surface of the club's large array of art in the subscription service? From reused vintage, ever so gently lifted, to a Rich's original that is also perfect. The last 16 seem to have an awesome chance to beat off the competition and move on to advance. Will it be Bomb Strike's beauty or Outback's duty or can Jinx blindly find a way to the top of the class? So without all the boasts, let's check out your hosts. With Cooge on the west side repping his coast. Steve leads the team or Rob gets the scoops and Paul does the zame up yo whenever he spokes. And by all means, this isn't the last dance as Steve, Rob and Paul drop them Afrikaans. Cooge is in the cut man keeping it deep with me repping a place closer to the coast of France. So just drop what you're doing, pick up what's brewing Join us in the battle of knowing and viewing You know what this is, expert commentary son It's the FSS Card Art Battle Part 1 This is episode 123 of G.I. Joburg We are presenting our figure subscription service Ultimate Card Art Battle But we're not doing it alone Tonight we are joined by the Brit with the big mouth and the big hair (laughs) It's Chris McLeod of the Full Force Podcast. Thank you. Hello, Chris. Hello. Thank you for that. Hang on, big mouth. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. It's figurative, of course, because you're a fellow podcast host, right? I thought it meant because we were intimate that time at Jocon. Shh. No one's meant to know, Christopher. Oh, well, they've seen the pictures. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Well, it's very, very, very uh, fitting since uh, you had us on your four plus hour epic. Yeah, my bad. Uh, that was your sort of. No, dude, it was great. It uh, saved us from having to do too much con um, coverage because <laughs> we want to get into other stuff. But we're joined by the full panel of G.I. Joburg as well. Gentlemen, introduce yourselves. I'm Paul, uh, still finding file cards in my backpack from Joe Con Lobsha. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Robert. I'm still recovering from the America-induced sickness. You're welcome from Cujo on the West Coast, ready to appreciate art. Whew. Uh, how have we all been? Booby. I've been so amazing. Good lord. I've been a bit. <laughs> yeah, you sound like you've been amazing. <laughs> I'm like the walking dead, dude. Like, I think I can be on a thriller video, because that's about the level of zombie I am. I'm undead, like, still dance. Are you the guy whose arm falls off randomly about... Third of the way through. (laughs) Tonight's podcast is coming at you from four time zones. Uh, We are truly international, gentlemen, as if we weren't already. Full force! (laughs) I should say that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, in case you're scratching your heads, Cujo's on the West Coast. Interestingly enough, Chris is in Central Time, USA. Hi there. Turncoat. (laughs) (laughs) The boys are coming at you from South Africa, which would put them Central African Time. And I am, I don't know what time we're at, but I know that it's damn early in the morning. You're in the future or in the past. I can't remember, but it's the future. It's down under time. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, it's early. Or is it late? I don't know. My body can barely decide. You know, coming from the States, spending four nights in South Africa, and then catching a flight to Oz, 
Yeah, uh, I'm messed up, man. I don't know what time it is. The sun's not up yet. But hey, we're here. The sun never sets on Cardheart. Oh, very true. Unless, unless you need the lighting in a certain position. Well, mm. you know, Outback is always going to find the sun. Oh yeah. Ooh. Is that, is that a spoiler? Are you, are you basically pushing Outback to, to the final, there, Cooch? Speaking of the future. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, what are we actually looking at tonight, guys? Steven, are we looking at all of FSS, or are we, are we kind of just breaking us down? Holy leading question, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> we have decided to focus on the first four figure subscription service sets. Reason being, Christopher? Hi. Oh, it's because um, if we did all of them at once, we're kind of like not really doing all of them justice. We get to talk about more this way. Plus, obviously, we've got a figure subscription service eight that hasn't actually fully arrived yet. Figure subscription service seven, which we haven't actually had completely in hand. And a final 12 of figures after all of this has happened so we may even have more art to talk about in a part two do you think the final mm -hmm. 12 will attract uh, their own individual artwork i hope so yeah i hope so i hope they don't do a star brigade on us and just have the same repeated artwork on each thing but i I, mm. I would imagine you'd have artwork for each one it's always been the case i mean even with the joke on exclusive stuff that doesn't necessarily come on a card they still do artwork for individual characters and they come out in mm. strange ways like i know the, the magazine had like a spread with uh i think like the sky patrol individual kind of bad guys in there even though they didn't come on card so i know for a fact that you'll still get you know artwork for them just maybe not necessarily in the on the actual card but i would imagine you, I'm, I'm i'd be surprised if we didn't get some sort of you know, Night Force homage there. I, I haven't seen anything, but I think that would be pretty cool. It's my understanding that the final 12 are going to be released in uh, two packs. Yeah. So would they have the sort of the, the box with uh, an artwork on either side, on either flap? Well, I was. that's what my Night Force um, comment was about. Like, you know, because they came, they, they came, the true exclusive Night Force came in two packs. And they had, it was effectively two cards mushed together. Like you had. Oh, yeah, that's right. You had card art on both sides. So, like, kind of attacking each other almost, even though they're on the same side. So, I, um, I'd love to see something like that done. They'll do sort of a ultimate uh, enemies, Voltar versus Muskrat style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they'll do that thing that they do to the uh, European Tiger Force cards, where they add those, like, it looks like red. Thunder. Oh red yeah, the ring thunder light. Yeah, the lightning in the background. Yeah, that yeah. was. Oh, that that was. I loved that. I love the fact we had a slightly different card art for the Tiger Force. Yeah, that that was awesome. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it, yeah, I even did a small nod to it when Jim did our um, custom figures. I did a. I did that to the Outback card. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I was like, it's a Euro exclusive. Outback didn't come out in the states and. Yay. <laughs> so I wonder how many people actually got that when they saw that. But whatever, you know, you one can try. So hopefully whoever the artist is. Yeah. 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 I, I was going to say, like, I, I, I kind of thought the club missed a trick a little bit with, you know, like when they revealed, when they when you had like Tiger Force Outback and Tiger Force Sneak Peek, which we'll talk about, I imagine, <laughs> in this particular episode. But like that they didn't just go full Tiger Force, even if it's the US Tiger Force backing card. I'm surprised they didn't do that to, you know, to, to, to really tie it in and then you flip it over and the file card's yellow. I think that would have been like a really nice touch. And, I, and I've always said from the start that there's there's one thing that's really upset me about the uh, the vintage carded uh, club figures, and that's that they don't have the other figure characters on the back, much like the old vintage cards. I've always thought mm. that would have just been amazing to have like the full lineup and then that like one mystery 13th figure with the coming soon explosion 
in the background until you know you don't know until you get the 13th i think that would have been a really cool like marketing touch but i don't know it's probably some it must be something some reason they didn't do that yeah maybe they just maybe they did the artwork and stuff before they even did the figures so mm, yeah and then yeah. they had yeah. to be consistent with uh with this sort of precedent that they set exactly. already yeah yeah damn 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 but guys i think we're actually raring to go uh, we want to start this contest in true G.I. Joburg style, we've got a 16-slot bracket, knockout style, just like the World Cup. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know the outcome of the final, so don't spoil it, thanks, guys. That's, That's the one with a white ball at each other. Yeah, that checkered ball, though they sometimes switch it up. Anyways, we're talking about G.I. Joe, right? The list of figures are seeded based on popularity which you can see on this pretty graphic that has been displayed on this video <laughs> <laughs> magic gi joburg reaches the 21st century <laughs> photoshop is a thing <laughs> and we are going to go through the list pitting the sort of top seated against the bottom seated until we whittle it down to our quarterfinals then semis and then finally our final Finally, our final, finally, our two finest or most uh, popular or most critically acclaimed artworks are going to battle it head to head to announce G.I. Joburg's favorite pick. And hopefully there won't be any semis there. It'll be full on hard ons. <laughs> oh, wait, wrong, wrong podcast. <laughs> too many dudes. Too many dudes. Uh, amazing. First up, we have the top seed interrogator. Versus a fourth-seeded artwork, wide scope. Who wants to crack open on this one? I'd like to go first, if that's okay. Please do. <laughs> so that was really rude. I'm like, F you guys, I'm going first. I didn't mean it like <laughs> that as such. I d I, there's a couple of things I want to say here. First off, we're, we're looking at two pieces of art here by a good friend of mine and of, of the sh and a presenter on the Full Force, Adam Riches, who does incredible... Well, incredible card yeah incredible card uh and i just wanted to kind of you know kind of just quickly run through my things with these two pieces of art now i think they're both wonderful actually interrogator and widescope they're two of my f if, if there was a top 10 they'd be in the middle but you know that they're kind of they're around that 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 way they're up there and with interrogator i really i just love the mystery around him and the kind of you know it's very kind of eerie looking and the pose is very sinister it's not too i mean there's not a lot going on i mean he's standing up and he's holding a gun and you know holding a knife in like reverse kind of motion but he kind of matches his character very well the, the other on the other hand you've got wide scope and i just think he's more dynamic and i think there's more going on and i love lamont i think he looks amazing in this artwork hmm. and again another little thing you may not know is widescope is actually adam riches so when he drew this he mo he modeled the pose took a picture of it behind like you know a, a white screen and he's told this in his in his last panel at jocon and so it's him kind of dressed up and you know looking like widescope and then obviously he goes in and, and paints over it effectively but yeah so so widescope is actually adam so i really just have to say from the off on this on this matchup is i'm gonna have to go with widescope on this because oh for, wow for a number for a number of reasons though for one because 
I think he's an overlooked character, and I think Adam made him very, very cool on this artwork. Two, the dynamism that's going on in that image, and three, the fact that Lamont's in there, and there's a lot of detail. There's a lot of there's just a lot of kind of there's a lot of action going on, and I feel more like I feel I'm more interested in that than I am with Interrogator. But that's that's you know I think they're both amazing. Cool. Wow. Okay. So wide scope is off the mark, <laughs> and um, uh, interesting. We might be in for an upset. Paul, what's your opinion, brother? Oh, here we go. Okay, cool. So uh, <laughs> let me just preface by saying, um, firstly, I'm an illustrator. This is what I do. If you have listened to the show, you know this. If you haven't, well, now you know, and you know what knowing is. Um, doing. It's <laughs> you know, doing. <laughs> Don't say that. We can't say that. <laughs> um, also, I've met Adam Richards. I, what a very, very cool guy. He actually gave me a few prints. Um, so I'm already liking his artwork because he gave me stuff. No, I'm kidding. Adam, um, <laughs> if you're listening to this, your stuff's awesome. And I just want to just put it out there that we are critting the work. Or actually, we're putting artwork together. We've purposefully chosen the stuff that we think is the best. So we're not going to go and say, oh, this artwork's crap or anything like that. So you can relax, buddy. It's going to be okay. Because <laughs> I know what it's like to have your work critted in front of you. If, you, in, if you're a professional in the industry, you just hear all the about your art. So don't worry, you're safe, buddy. Okay, incidentally, I also chose Interrogator and Widescope. Haha, they were part of my mystery picks. And uh, for many of the uh, Widescope, for many of the same reasons that Chris mentioned, I love the dynamism uh, of the pose. It's definitely not Shockwave when you look at the artwork, which is a cool thing because I know that it's a character that you can easily sort of mistake for Shockwave. The dog is great. I don't know what the dog's name is. Lamont. The dog is great. Lamont. Lamont is great. And the the eyes, I mean, uh, now that I know that it's Adam Riches, <laughs> I kind of have to laugh now. Now, now I kind of... You have to imagine just... that beard. That <laughs> finely, <laughs> finely manicured, beautiful, lustrous beard. It's a very, very cool artwork. Um, and that gun, that gun is the only thing that stops me from voting it over Interrogator. Because I know what a it was to draw that gun. I have been in situations where they tell you, draw it exactly like it is on the toy, and you just want to embellish it, and you just want to add stuff to it, and you're not allowed to. Yeah. And I get that. And um, I definitely feel that coming off the piece. But when I look at Interrogator, I'm like, wow, this is a sexy artwork. I've never seen an artwork of Interrogator before. Um, I think there's a small little bit of an Interrogator artwork on the Battlecopter. I think it is, but I can't for the life of me remember it right now. Well, he's, he's attached to the Copter. It's not the most, you know, scary or like, ominous art yeah. in the world, is it? Yeah. And literally, like, like I said, the only thing that stops me from choosing wide scope over this Interrogator is actually the gun. Because, in you know, they both, I think in a lot of ways, they evenly match. They both got a great atmosphere to them. And... How badass does this interrogator look? I mean, seriously, look at oh, this. Oh, he does, yeah, yeah. It looks so cool. And he's got like a SOCOM. Well, it's like a semi-SOCOM. But it doesn't matter because he's super awesome. Um, so my vote goes to interrogator. <laughs> Sorry, why it's going. All right. I must say, Paul, though, I do agree with everything you said there. I think m mine is simply because of the pose as a... And again, like, he looks awesome like i can't say you know i can't say anything i mean interrogator it looks incredible but i just i just love wide scopes art so much but anyway i'm I've oh done boy <laughs> all good gentlemen we are split rob do you want to weigh in brother swing oh us one way or the other goodness 
yeah, these are both really absolutely amazing. I, we keep saying that. And that's cool that we also kind of have two blue uniform characters going up against each other. And the artwork is amazing. And yes, they both kind of convey like kind of who they are, what they do. I mean, Terrigator is like very menacing. Wide scope looks like, you know, he's about to take it out. And also, I mean, I don't really have a problem with that gun. I don't know what Paul's talking about. It kind of seems to sit well in the position that it's that's pictured there isn't it the detailing is not the detailing on the actual gun it looks a little bit more of like a giant toy than an actual like you know weapon oh okay so that's not adam's fault that's just that's the art director that's the client in fact it's further enhanced by the excellent work that adam did on uh shockwave i mean bomb strikes (laughs) i mean wide scope scope. (laughs) sorry this this figure falls out of my ken but um (laughs) wide scope's excellent hands the depth and shading on his gloves really push it you know yards apart from the the flatness of the 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 weapon and i do love that he sort of almost pushes it outwards into a uh, sort of a cartoony kind of like exaggeration like those hands are quite big i mean foreshortening and everything but he still gives it like a bit of a comic-y edge and it actually makes the artwork better if he had tried to keep it more realistically uh, sort of scaled i, I don't want to say proportions because the proportions are correct yeah if he had used a different lens <laughs> so to speak it mm. wouldn't have had the same dynamism and it's something that that stood out i mean this artwork was one of the first ones that hit my list because i it just it jumped out at me it was like it arrested me but it could be because it had the gun out <laughs> anyway Rob. um which way you gonna go Rob? interrogator doesn't have an animal companion so i, I i'm gonna oh, go with wide scope good oh. man <laughs> animals are hard to call, Rob. exactly and lamont is very well drawn i think i'm gonna let mm. pooch come in uh uh and be the swing vote because um I'm going to have to go with the interrogator. It's just all down to that that helmet and the incredible sort of hot and cold lighting that we've got on it. Just really highlighting yeah. exactly how special that figure design is. It all comes down to that awesome Boba Fett style helmet and the potential that this character gives us. Like, he's a blank canvas. Is it even a he? I know Curtis has riffed about this in times before, but... What if he pulled off that mask and you had the Princess Leia in disguise effect that, bam, it's actually a female Cobra operative? Interesting. Who's this someone that loves you? (laughs) (laughs) So we are hung at two votes each. We're well hung. We are very well hung. (laughs) Straight out the gate. Bam. Like a baby holding an apple. (laughs) losing people all over the place let's see i do like both these characters i did chat up riches uh so on the uh tip of art critiques the dude draws people in front of explosions he can take heat any artist can i'll start with interrogator i do like the character all the reasons that have been spoken upon he does have some threes on him i'll take it um there's i do have issue because Maybe his coolest weapon has been cropped out. That The knife says more interrogator than the silencer does to me. Agreed. So I would have liked to have seen something maybe a little more aggressive, but I do like it. As far as wide scope, he's too pretty, man. He's too pretty. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to do this just because I think Riches may enjoy this if his own personal avatar isn't battling its way through. But uh, I do like the animal companion. Does he have a dog like that? Because that's, that's a beautiful painting. Let's see. Yeah, too pretty. 
Got to get some uh, shadows in there somewhere. But uh, I'm going to go with Interrogator. But uh, yeah, that's it. Damn. Nice. Wide scope wipes out. Interrogator progresses to the quarterfinals. Why are you hitting on dogs? Next up, gentlemen, Iron Claw versus the first of our lucky losers. It's Big Bear. And I think, Kujo, you topped us off in the last one. Do you want to open this one, this one up? I would. I'd like to uh, see it develop. Honestly, I would love to love Big Bear, but I don't get a lot from him. He would really have to get some intensity out of those eyes to really bring you into that card. But it's it's well rendered, and I do like kind of the shadow. You know, who knows the the evil that hurt lurks in the hearts of men. Big Bear, maybe. But going over to let's see, who's the other guy in the battle? Iron Claw. That would be Iron, Iron Claw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does his red pointer thing have a name? Awkward. <laughs> I'm going to call it the fire poker. Oh, no. The fire scratcher. Let's call it that. Double dipper? <laughs> Don't ever call it that, the double dipper. <laughs> Regardless, he's wearing it, so that was the right choice for me. He's got to have that weapon on. The only problem is you have a revolver and you went with the, the gun with the knife flare on it. Mm. You can't have two fancy weapons. You can't two fist. You got to have like a straight weapon, <laughs> and then the fire scratcher. Uh, but I am gonna roll with. Uh, I'll go with Iron Claw just because he's he's busy, but he's my kind of busy at least this round. What say you? Can I just draw attention to the 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 term two fisting it that uh, you kind of danced around? <laughs> that was something that I think only is commonly used in the united states i mean is it to mean like dual wielding like or, drinking or double two, parking? two pints at the same time usually and but but chris oh. i mean you can speak to the awkwardness of, oh, of that course. term yeah of course i mean Gee, yeah, i mean I, I was i was holding back because i don't want to keep interrupting but yeah effectively <laughs> way because you know that also is a very very naughty term if you consider i don't know pornography for example <laughs> I don't watch pornography. I don't know what you mean. Well, Tell me. The, the medium of podcasting allows you some ambiguity, so you know I'm going to. Uh, oh, finish. Exactly, and I agree with him. It definitely this this guy is double fisting it in all sorts of different directions. Cheers. Mm. <laughs> Cheers. Do you want to follow that up with uh, with your vote, Chris? Sure. I mean, I was going to wait till last on this one because I feel I feel like I rudely interrupted to go first, but. Um, I have to I have to say there's a couple of things about Iron Claw that that just make me take me away from this as being I don't know a really good piece of art which I, I don't again I don't want to kind of like rip on it too much but the right arm I mean this guy has been working out just that right arm to hold that fire poker <laughs> because like I mean proportionally he's all over the place I mean I know that I think the artist is trying to suggest that he's at a slight angle so that his left arm is a little further away but even with that slight angle you wouldn't get that size differential like it wouldn't be that much um, and obviously the the chest doesn't look like it's at that much of an angle either because of the straps that you can see quite clearly cutting almost centrally so I'm I'm a little bit like concerned about proportions here. I love the character. I think he's awesome. I love the. I love how, like Cujo said, like you know the the busyness of him. Um, it, it's great. I mean, the more the merrier. The more colors. I mean, look at the the different amount of colors on him. And he's all black, but then you've got purple, gold, red. It's like and then sit like chrome. And you're thinking, wow, like this this guy's got it going on. Extreme. Um, 
Yeah, big time. <laughs> totally. <laughs> nice, nice touch. Nice touch. But I think that 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 weapon on his right arm, I think, really needs to just be a little bit more. I don't know, a bit carefully, more carefully drawn, um, because I think you know the top piece is bending, at like like far, it's almost as if they've taken the 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 toy which has come out bent on of out of the package, and they've gone literally. Let's draw this exactly as it is out of the package, because I kind of feel that that needs to be a little bit straighter. Though that needs to have a little bit more care attached to it, even though there's a more cartoony feel. And because of that, I'm gonna go with Big Bear because I just. I know there's not much going on with Big Bear. He's standing there. He's holding his weapon. He's almost his face is almost hidden. But I just I don't know. I find him more real in terms of proportions and stuff. Iron Claw I love as a character, but um, the artwork, the the proportions take me out of it. All right. Okay. That's one each. Gee whiz, we are very split on this uh, this battle. Um, Robbie, no wait. Let's let's have you bookend this guy. Paul, give us an artistic appraisal, brother. Oh, here we go. Okay, Iron Claw. I, I mean, I just did some Google through as well just to see if there was ever an original packaging art for Iron Claw. Turns out there isn't, um, because my first instinct when I saw this artwork was that it was a, a retooled uh, vintage artwork yeah. that had just maybe been touched up or photoshopped. But it turns out it's not. It's so Destro, isn't whoever it? Whoever did this, isn't it? Isn't it just drawn on top of Destro, effectively? It looks like it's just been drawn over Destro because of the pants. The pants are what gives it away. So, it, yeah, it's very much a retooled. It feels like a retooled uh, artwork, and in some cases, that can be a very cool thing if it's handled well. Um, and perhaps I'll even mention that in other artworks when we get to them. Yeah, and there's a goofiness about it that makes it work, but there are certain things that irritate the crap out of me. That arm, that front right arm, I mean, Chris has mentioned the pokey points. They bug me. Whoever, uh, but the, the muscle, actually the musculature on the upper arm, that was poorly handled, but you know I'm not going to begr- begrudge this poor guy like his anatomy. It's actually just that bottom left leg, not the artwork's left leg, the left leg on the artwork as you're looking at it. Um, the foreshortening and the depth and whatever is just completely messed up. And that has a lot to do with the angle of the creases and folds in the pants. I mean, if one wants to get really technical, but that just keeps messing me up. I keep going, oh, that's a really cool, oh, it's unfinished. That's that's just like how my brain goes. My <laughs> yeah. brain just goes, oh, this is really int- Oh, it needs to be finished. Um, <laughs> big, big bear. Okay, so so this was quite a, kind of a cool thing because if you look at the original card art for Big Bear, he's like, I'm going to kill you all. You know, with his big uh, rocket pack and everything, and it, I mean, his big rocket launcher and everything, and he looks really really cool. And I think first prize would have been to do like a modern sort of re envisioning of that artwork. But they couldn't because obviously they didn't want to use that same gun. So they went for a more sort of mature look for him and and completely redesigned the toy and a lot of the, the character's design. And I dig it. I think it's a very, very cool artwork. It's uh, uh, like, you know, full disclosure, neither of these artworks were picks of mine that I had thrown into the mix. So I'm essentially the devil's advocate on this one. <laughs> But I think, yeah, it's got to go to Big Bear. It's a much better artwork. Um, there's more attention to detail. There's more careful attention to detail. It's more finished, if that makes sense. Um, and that pose is great. It's just like, I'm Big Bear. I'm coming to kill you, you know? <laughs> it's, or save you, you know, whatever. <laughs> Maybe we go get vodka, you know? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> or f- you, whatever. Whatever comes first. Hopefully not me. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I dig him. I dig it. It's a cool artwork. It, like seeing this makes me want to buy the toy again. But then I'm like, I don't have a car to sell to get one. Anyway, so yeah, that's one more vote for Big Bear. Then I'm going to follow hot on her heels, Paul, and say I'm also going Big Bear. Whoa. Yeah. I just wanted to make my vote superfluous. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, I told you you'd go at the end. So uh, sorry, man. That's just how, how the, 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 the cards have been dealt. Um, Big Bear was a lucky loser that, that I put into the hat, actually. I guess I just love the more passive poses. Not every card art has to have the character attacking you. You know, Big Bear is just giving you that steely blue-eyed gaze. And it's not the eyes that jump out, at, jump out at you first, but because he's not doing any overt action, it forces you to kind of get drawn in and really observe what's going on in the artwork. And it's, it is a more pensive, passive, introspective moment. And that's those are the card artworks that really speak to me because it's it's far more interesting to interpret what the character is thinking, what what he's facing. Mm. I imagine this is the first moment we've seen a member of the October God. Like, you know, there's been a, a loud knock, the door is blown down, and uh, it's not Cobra, it's something else. It's our pals from uh, Soviet Russia. <laughs> <laughs> um, could they be coming to our rescue or that could they be... Uh, working their own angle probably both but you know that that's the story that i get from this which you know contrasts to uh, very limited storytelling that you get from from iron claws card i mean it's like yeah i'll jump at you <laughs> disproportionately <laughs> Look at my sticky tongs <laughs> poker attack i'm attacking with my out of shape weapon and my weird <laughs> arm let's go and his elbow um Rob, I'm sorry to make your vote superfluous, but <laughs> give us your appraisal anyways, brother. Nah, dude, it's going to be a mystery forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, I would have gone like, thank- too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it because his name is an animal? Yeah. That, that works, cool. Well, Iron Claw, I mean, yeah, they're, 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 there's no animals in there. <laughs> right. I mean, the character's called Iron Claw. If there's one thing you shouldn't mess up on the artwork, it should be his Iron Claw, right? I mean... You know, <laughs> Hold on, you're telling Fire me you don't scratcher. want a claw around corners? Fire, <laughs> no, Fire Scratcher, I, I will walk with you. <laughs> but still, if your name is Iron Claw, then your the claw on the artwork should be like good. super awesome. <laughs> yeah, mm. <laughs> need some anime twinkles on it. <laughs> well, in spite of your praise, Kujo, unfortunately, Iron Claw is knocked out. Big Bear, surprisingly proceeds uh, to the next round surprisingly because iron claw as i say was our second seeded artwork interesting wow very interesting Sorry, i everyone. think i think perhaps people were letting the character choice and the figure maybe i agree cloud their appraisal of the artwork i mean these are hard things to disassociate and perhaps in latter mm. rounds we can actually talk about the presentation of the figure beside the artwork on the card but in this opener, we are speaking specifically artwork, and on artwork alone, Big Bear appears to be the stronger work. Next up, Bombardier versus Skullbuster. And I'm going to swing the mic in favor of the United Kingdom again because <laughs> it's Bombardier. I mean, yeah, come true, on. True that. I mean, hype, hype this figure, hype this character for us. Okay, so obviously this means a lot to me, Dave Tree, who is again another member of the full force 
podcast team. He hasn't been on a, an episode in a while, but he's still a member. Trust me. Um, he's obviously uh, kind of kind of big in the Palatoy Star Wars and, and Action Force kind of arenas. Back in the day when Ron Connor found this figure in, I think he eventually kind of came to the conclusion. I think it was in Kirk, one of Kirk Bazigian's, like when he was selling them at like a show or something. I think that's where he found this figure, and it was this weirdly colored uh flash is like strangely decoed flash and he was like i don't really know what this figure is or where it's from kirk didn't seem to know he, he said i think he got it off like a you know like another an employee at hasbro or so, someone else along the line he'd picked it up from and so he's wandering around with this figure like what is this puts it on the boards everyone's kind of saying it's probably just a custom all this kind of stuff you know coming out but it didn't feel like it was just a custom that someone had knocked up and thrown in there and one day, Dave Tree on the other, on the other, not the other side of the world. That's where you are, Stephen. Um, so in the UK, he was at a museum. I think one of the toy museums in in um, in the UK. And he had this. He was doing something for Star Wars. It wasn't for Action Force. And he went into the kind of the depths to do this research for this Star Wars thing he was doing for like a Palatoy talk. And he came across this like little drawer that he opened up. That and all these things marked Special Weapons Force and. And he opened all, the, all of these things bagged up and he didn't get, but basically he didn't have much time. So he quickly grabbed a lot of this stuff, took it out of the bags, took pictures of it. There was some paperwork in there as well, I believe, including like um catalog page and stuff like that, uh, if I'm right remembering rightly. I think he ended up going back again to pr- take more pictures of this this stuff. And in there was another flash repaint, similar but not exactly the same to the one that Ron Connor had. And it just seemed a little bit too much of a coincidence that these two things existed and, you know, would have this, you know, like the similar colour schemes and everything. And and Dave put it out there, said, is 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 this what we're looking for? Because effectively it was a, a figure that should have come out or was going to come out in another t- an, an another Palatoy Action Force team to go along with SAS, Q-Force, Z-Force, Red Shadows, etc. And it was going to be the special weapons team. And... and, and I mean, there were, gonna, there were pictures now of the of the kind of pre-production catalog set up, and they had like a vamp. They had uh, some other some other bits and pieces coloured in that kind of cool yellow and and like baby blue and grey kind of colouring with the the logo of the special weapons team all over it. And one of those figures was this Bombardier, and that was the only thing written on his bag, I believe, that that he found this figure in. So Bombardier was the name that stuck. And um, everyone just kind of, you know, when we when that when it was kind of like first revealed to the community, there was a little bit of pushback. I wasn't I wasn't aware at the time this was going on. This was on things like kind of uh, whatever forums were were kind of big at the, at that time. And I kind of came into it late. Like I I heard about this story after the fact, but um, I heard it so many times since. <laughs> and um, and so, like you know, this figure all of a sudden becomes come, becomes law in in Action Force and GI Joe, and everyone started accepting the fact that it was this figure that Ron had found, and that uh, you know, we the the the, the connection still isn't like a hundred percent clear on what it actually is or how it came to be in their possession, but that it's just accepted as that's the Bombardier pre-production attempt. Uh, you know, like this is what we, you would have had as a special weapons team. Now, on top of that, the club decided to make a figure out of it. And they repainted the Flash figure, and we got Bombardier, which I think is a really nice homage. And on top of that, they made the name uh, Connor D. Tree is the name of or of the um, you know his file name, which is a, a nod to David Tree and Ron Connor, who found the figure in the first place. So it was really like a nice 
you know kind of full circle type situation now i have another story about this which you'll love adam riches again has done the art for this and before we met adam dave and i dave had already been to indianapolis but dave and i then went to the next joke on together which was dallas and we're on the floor like you know i think dave was signing um <laughs> he was signing art like card art of bombardier for people and figures for people uh which i thought was brilliant and Kevin Watts had asked him to just do real horror. Kevin Watts, if you knew Kevin Watts, which you might do, he is hilarious, lovely guy, but he loves like you know ridiculous things. And he said to Dave, "Draw whatever you want on it. Say horrible things on it. I just I want it defaced by you, but I want it, you know, because that's that's what he wanted from Dave to do." So Dave is there scribbling on this card art, like you know, drawing you know on it and. <laughs> fart, fart smoke and all this kind of stuff and like you know writing horrible stuff all over it and adam riches who had never met either of us before walks up behind dave sees what he's doing knows exactly what's going on but decides to play along and says uh oh hey how you doing i like what you what you're doing on that and dave had didn't know adam so he's like talking to him and like laughing about and everything and i'm and i'm standing away from this going i, I knew who adam was i what i didn't know him at that point but i knew who he was and i was just i was like i've got to take a picture of this this going down <laughs> i wish i'd taken a video i wish i'd been quick enough to take a video of the whole thing but he's like dave eventually comes like realizes that it's adam he's talking to did the art and he's like oh and he just like you know the, he went white like completely white and and adam was just in in like fits of laughter like you know that he'd caught him doing this to his artwork and um yeah and like ever since then we've all been like really close friends because of because of that moment i think of um catching dave defacing his artwork um but now coming to the actual you, you know sorry the thing that you asked me for in the first place um <laughs> this is a good pair of stories apo apologies you, for uh, the, the length on that very insider but um, it's only a good story if you have action figures doing what you're saying on youtube <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I'm going to flash some pictures up, but I'm not in the animation skill department yet. No, neither nice. are we. Come on. You just got to, like, oh, yeah, join guys, the fad you guys of, like, do playing it. with your action figures on camera. No. No. <laughs> you guys Full should force buy... needs to get off the starting box. You, you guys should buy a, on, an, original, us... an original Bombardier and... <laughs> that wouldn't Full be too focus. expensive. Right. And That's put right, it in the sand the and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, drag it through the water and the mud. Yeah, no. That's why we buy beaters. I'll tell Dave to play around with the pre-production ones that he finds at that museum next time. But to talk about Bombardier versus Skullbuster for a second. I Again, two completely different things, but uh, two com completely different styles, two different pieces of art. One is Adam, obviously, as, as you know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be biased each time, but I do love the Skullbusters one for a couple of reasons. One, it's just so like i don't know like aggressive i think it would be like this kind of like ronaldo about to take a free kick kind of stance where he's got the split <laughs> legs and he's got you know he's he's basically what what i think is happening is he's just either about to or is tearing into a team of action force or gi joe character sorry team of gi joe characters and uh, you know much like the saw viper did in the marvel run where he just wiped out loads of characters and you know they were dead um shock horror you know, like I kind of feel like this is what's happening here. Like he, even though you can't see his face, that mask always makes him look like he's got this horrible like smile on there. Mm. And and again, like I kind of feel like you know he's enjoying what he's doing right now, and that comes out to me like almost tells a story 
in the artwork if you get really close to it detail wise it's a little bit a bit more kind of sketchy and scratchy than say adam's very polished very you know almost it's not photorealistic but it's got that kind of sheen to it and again like i i i I love how he's done bombardier and he didn't even model it on dave but it's got that little bit of dave in the face which i think is quite funny like i i feel like it is dave when i look at it because of that and because i mean i like the skullbuster one but i i think i i think in terms of artwork i just think bombardier is a is just more a bit richer <laughs> adam richer <laughs> <laughs> nice it's a, a very um, fertile tree <laughs> <laughs> terrible and i swear my next installment won't be that long apologies <laughs> well if you got inside stories keep them coming uh, don't feel the need to censor yourself my man uh, my inside story relates to skullbuster is that not evie from i found you ellipsis evie the mm. deke animated series interesting we have a a purple uh, range viper who is a female who has had yes. prior dealings with ambush is this not a figure uh, encapsulation of that figure i mean of that character I'm, i definitely think they took the homage of the purple didn't they mm-hmm. i'm actually not sure where the hell skullbuster comes from actually but that is as good as re- a good reason as any actually steve like i i hope somebody is listening to this and they're like oh <laughs> you know like maybe <laughs> maybe it wasn't but now they're like oh crap it's on the deke show <laughs> I mean, it, it like it's it's possible, plausible that that is a uh, you know a Captain Phasma type female who's just really tall and really imposing. Hence the uh, depiction on the card. I would I would suggest it's probably more of an homage to the to the character in the color department. But mm. I I totally think they've definitely thought of that when thinking about well how do we do a range viper officer? How do we do someone that stands out from the range vipers to lead them, for example? I think it's like, well, mm-hmm. wasn't the one in the Deke cartoon that was purple? Then let's do that. I think that's probably what's happened in that thought process throughout the uh, throughout the kind of. But again, that's that's complete speculation. I haven't got a, I haven't got a clue really. That's just me balling. Is that a word? Spitballing. Does anyone want to champion Evie? I mean, Skullbuster. Like stand up for it. I'll, I'll, I'll weigh in. Nice. Um, t- speaking to what uh, D eighty was saying with the polish or the sheen that uh, Riches puts on the cards. If, if there's one thing that I, my brain fought against for a while when I was looking at Rich's art was that it was too clean. Mm. But when you're looking at Skullbuster, as uh, D80 said, there is a little bit of uh, wear and tear on the image, a little bit. And I do like how uh, the negative space or the, the blackness of the card or the character draws you in. Unfortunately, again, he's not really deferring to either weapon, unless I'm looking at it wrong, but both weapons he are covered by... I would like to see one of those massive guns looking somewhere at the camera. Having said that, I am going to go with Skullbuster. I think there was a Skullbuster in the IDW series. I don't know if he looked like that, but I believe there was. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. That would make total sense. I'm going to weigh in. Sorry, Kujo, you're still going, bud. So are you, no, are you pro Skullbuster? You're full on Skullbuster here. I think so. I mean... HCC championed Bombardier. HCC likes that um, from Twitter. I, I, I see it. Like, it has good flow because a good sense of action, some smoke coming out of the barrel, and he's also facing that way, so the danger is obviously not quite over. So I like that, <laughs> but yeah, Skullbuster for me. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna throw my ones and twos quickly. 
<laughs> okay, this Goldbusters artwork was, for me, uh, a much better artwork for the standard range Viper that came on the Defense of Cobra Island box set. Yeah. I love this image, and you do get to see it properly at the back of that box. So when I look at it here, it's not that it's a bad artwork. In fact, I am really in love with this artwork. It's just that I feel that it's kind of just a lazy color conversion. It, it literally is, you know, when people say press the design button in Photoshop. Yeah, it really is that kind of thing. It's it's a it's basically a color balance. Curves. I mean, some masks were made. Some, yeah, some curves were adjusted and boom. So like because I've seen this artwork used before for the Range Viper, I just feel like this is lazy. But I do understand if somebody's never seen the Range Viper before and they see this for the first time, why they would go like ape for it because it's mm. a cool artwork. Yeah. So and also like it doesn't really sell the character as anything special for me, which you got to admit, even Iron Claw does that. I mean, it might be Destro with different clothing on, but it still sells itself as something different. So my money is going to go on Bombardier. And I, I just want to just mention why just quickly. Normally, I don't go for super clean artwork i also enjoy a little bit of roughness and whatever but i do understand that when it comes to packaging art you do have to have like a a cleanliness and and a, and a very strong like consistency that goes from the top of the artwork to the bottom of the artwork because it's a product shot i mean it's that's essentially what it is right and i think adam has done an, an exceptionally good job here with uh, regards to that missile launcher because if you see the toy it's cheese ball not, not not the figure of Bombardier, but his little robot yeah. rocket launching companion. Um, but in the artwork, he's actually made it look really cool. And that has been part of the magic of a lot of the 90s Joes, like the early 90s Joes. Uh, a lot of their rocket launchers sometimes make or break their artwork. And when it makes the artwork, it looks very cool. And in, in the case of characters like Sci-Fi and, and, and sort of Snake Eyes, sort of. But then it also breaks the artwork. And same example, Snake Eyes. So so I, I'm going to go for Bombardier just because I think all the elements are handled well. It could have just been a straight-up copy of... I, I swear I'm going to say Grand Slam, but it could have been a straight-up copy of Flash's artwork and just been reskinned, and it wasn't. It's something completely different and completely new. And I like it, and I, I'm, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it my vote. Not saying Skullbuster's artwork is bad. It's just that I've seen it used better and i can't help it but that figure freaks me out it's just like a purple range viper i think if you That's bought exactly that exactly what got it is <laughs> <laughs> and a female mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I i'm actually props if it was a woman that would be awesome if they had done a female range viper yeah, like sweet. i would love that because mm. i love range viper i think they're some of the coolest things in in cobra rob we have the opportunity to upset this are we going to though <laughs> well, what I find interesting about Bombardier is that it is actually a reuse, at least the faces of Grand Slam, who was released in the same year. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, which I find a bit like cheap to kind of reuse the same face. I mean, I understand, you know, you, it's easy to kind of put the same face on, on different artworks, but kind of putting Grand Slam and bombardier next to each other i'm like it's the same dude it's the same guy i mean i like the gun i think it looks really cool it's cool kind of nice like lighting coming off you know the, the side of the character and stuff and the pose is pretty dynamic and the use of the gun is pretty cool but i just think skullbuster looks really menacing i think it's really fantastic like that helmet is just it's so menacing and, and, and insane and yeah it, it both 
paint really interesting moments like, oh, I just blasted something. Uh, are they going to come out that building now? Um, <laughs> and then Skullbuster obviously is just mowing people down and he's, or she is laughing her head off. She's like, <laughs> die nuns. Die nuns. Demonic And now she's got an opportunity to come back years later to wipe them all out. She's like, oh. you should have taught me better now then I wouldn't be with Cobra. Um, That's no, beating me a up deer, in a female deer. <laughs> uh, where you go, I'll find you. I'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> Gee whiz. I had no idea this would uh, be the turn of events. Um, I did not expect to be the swing votes, but uh, Damn, Rob, sad. I'm gonna. I've got to disagree with you, man. I've got to got to push it back in favor of Bombardier simply because Skullbuster is a purple figure. That's its thing. We're not That's talking what... about the figures, though. We're talking about the art. And, the artwork uh, does not re- reflect that. You cannot have the artwork at odds with the figure's color palette. It just, it's like, which one am I buying again? The only time I've ever found that acceptable was on the Hydro Viper card. If you guys can cast your mind back to 1988's Hydro Viper, the colors are more subdued. It's not quite as vivid a purple. But that's because you're seeing it underwater, where all colors get kind of washed either towards a black or a white on the spectrum. So that's that's where I find it acceptable. I do not find it acceptable with Skullbuster. I'm like, I want it to be purple. I want it to reflect what the action figure is, and it doesn't. So it loses all that potential that I spoke about. It's its ability to transcend gender barriers, like you even be a callback to a, a DIC character, uh, a named character a faced character even so based on that alone i i cannot accept you scarbuster sorry it's just another range viper guys it's interesting how how the same things happen to rob that happened to me because i've seen this artwork used as a range viper it's completely colored my opinion of seeing it now as the range viper commander yeah as scarbuster and it's the mm. same thing for rob he him having seen is it Grand Slam, you said, Rob? Yeah, yeah Grand, Slam. Grand Slam. But it's yeah. in the yeah. same year, even. It's not even like yeah. from a previous year, year where, like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm running low on time. I got to, um, you know, uh, an image you reuse the face from this one. It's literally in the same year. I don't suppose it yeah. helps to mention that uh, Grand Slam was the 13th figure on that wave. It was the kind of the, the bonus. Yeah, it was. They, I think they were in, the, let me think, because they're both. Yeah, okay. So they were, Bombardier was in the in the actual lineup and Grand Slam was the 13th. But I think I, mm. I think that's the club as opposed to the artist in that particular scenario saying that this is what we want and then you execute mm. it as opposed to, you know, like, so I think in that in terms of that, I don't think it should be a uh, it should be viewed as a point against the artwork per se because you know it, it if it was down to the artist i'm sure adam would have either given it a different face or you know yeah but, no for sure yeah. I, I definitely get it but luckily grand slam isn't under consideration true i mean then that you know that means that bombardier did come first and grand slam was like okay adam just just do the thing and make it slightly <laughs> different yeah. um press the photoshop button Skullbuster, turn these fools into Swiss cheese. (laughs) Next time. Well, not for lack of trying, but Skullbuster scrubs out in the qualifiers Mm. and Bombardier (laughs) progresses. Favorite choices. Damn. (laughs) Sorry, audience. We're we're a bunch of naysayers. Well, the thing is, like, that Skullbuster artwork, and it's the last thing I want to say about it, but it does remind me of the Range Viper's appearance from the video game. 
from the tactile. Oh yeah, Bolivia. yeah, yeah. Because the bad quality of graphics. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, I agree. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you, mate. Yeah, no, I've just been. Suppose, a... yeah. <laughs> I, oh, is that? Oh, okay. <laughs> Once you realise that's what it is, then you can just ignore what I say, <laughs> pretty much every time. Cool. Who's next? Who's next on the firing up. line next? Oh yes. It's uh, a round that I'm sure you'll get a kick out of, Paul. We have two Tiger Force Woo! figures, oh, two Tiger Force artworks, squaring off against one another. And I think I'm going to call upon the opinion of Robert to kick this one off. <laughs> the, no, the, the sorry, let me, let me announce the bloody artworks. It's yeah, I don't even know what you're talking Outback about. versus Tiger Force Sneak Peek. Wow. Nice. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yo, yo. It had to be... It had to be a Tiger Force doubleheader, or is it a double fist? Double fist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so just just remind me the the artback is a re retouching yes. of an older artwork. It's basically the same one, isn't it? Effect or like you know a reuse of the vintage one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that that's what I thought it was. I think um, I think the backpack chain is changed, and there's some elements they've changed on it. And you can kind of tell because it's surrounded by that kind of white line. Yeah, because they yeah they kind of like cut it out and they put in this new one on Easy top of it. Now. <laughs> um, and then we have Sneak Peek, who feels very completely original. Um, he's pictured with his periscope, very cool. But there's just something about the more classic look of the mm. original artwork of of our well original isn't vintage artwork for for Outback, which I just think looks really epic. It's like he just. He's ready for the outdoors. He's, you know, he's got his gun ready. He's like, I'm, I'm gonna take on those trees and rivers. <laughs> We're for snappers. I'm gonna um, eat some bark. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Sneak peek is very passively just looking off into the distance. He's like, oh, when will take she actually have that shower? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it look, I think he looks like he wants a burger. Very. Cool. I, th I think the thoughts there are on food, Rob, more than anything else. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's also in the middle of nowhere, kind of watching something. But His yeah, I, I think I think also a little chunky. Yeah. Oh my yeah, word. He's a little bit the action figure. Um, but... Yeah, he's got a little bit of a boop. A yeah, he's yeah. he's he's always eating a lot because he's always on his own, sneak peeking. You know. Um, for those of you who sneaks. missed that, uh, Paul referenced an Afrikaans term for belly, a boop. <laughs> That's oh. why I said paunch afterwards as well. Oh, paunch. Oh, Ah, oh, we is lost a, it. Is paunch an English word? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. And now you know. And the other half is doing. Continue. Yes. <laughs> so I, 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 fully, I fully support Outback. I think there's just something about the classic artwork. I mean, not to take anything away from anyone's you know, reconstructed or, or newer artworks, but I look at Outback's artwork and it makes me want to buy that figure. I look at Sneak Peek and I'm like, eh, I could get that after lunch. <laughs> after he has lunch yes <laughs> all right i'll be right back uh i'm gonna back you up on that i mean Whoa. it might seem like a bit of a cheat to uh nominate artwork that has borrowed very heavily if not just taken wholeheartedly from the original Whole cloth even. but uh, it is a valid consideration you know it, it's it's a figure subscription service artwork this was uh the, the card that was released and it's a valid pick to say Outback. Awesome original artwork that has not been ruined. <laughs> so it's going to sneak through on, on my dime. Kujo, what do you say, brother? Mm, sneaky. I mean, it kind of makes sense. You're not going to burn a whole lot of calories sneaking around. <laughs> I mean, this is one time that 
Thank God this is going to YouTube. It might find some different circles. Hasbro, old, what is it? Old, uh, old Navy. This is a body wash waiting to happen. <laughs> Outback, take the gun out of his hand or the backpack and put some body wash. And then, and then you package it with that little scrunchie, except for it's an explosion. <laughs> Red, orange, yellow. <laughs> It's it's, it's a, oh, you okay, mean the anyway. Lufa thing? Yes, it's it's a dead giveaway. But uh, no, I like the pose. It's very stoic. I I think I said once upon a time that it reminded me of Washington, like across the Potomac or whatever. But no, he's definitely he's in charge. It's a it's a great picture for that kind of wild body wash thing. So yeah, I like <laughs> it. Out back for me. Oh well. Wow. We we've just Chris? Uh, uh, made. Yeah, what would you have chosen? Oh well, I'm I'm actually going to say a couple of things here. First, on the sneak peek art, the the again, Adam did the sneak peek art, and obviously the Outback one is original. I the, on this particular scenario, I would go with Outback, but only because that character from the original card art to the Tiger Force Euro exclusive Tiger Force card art, it just I just love that pose. Like everyone said, I'm just mirroring what everyone else is saying here. It's just epic. It it it's it's so optimistic. It's so like again, like he's looking at some incredible scenery right now. You just know he's on the top of a mountain somewhere and just looking at some incredible scenery. He's getting the bag. It's almost as if he's like now he's either he's either setting up for the night or he's just getting up to go off on one. But you you can I it feels to me like he's about to put his backpack on. And about to, you know, set. I off. don't know, uh, Chris. I think I think he's seeing something that he doesn't like. You know, he's he's about to 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 to, to set up, and then, you know, spider sense tingling. He looks back over his shoulder to see, I don't know, what what were the kind of the Cobra troop builders of the time, techno vipers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just some some bad news being deployed. It'd be okay him. if they were taking you know, charging up the mountainside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, are those kids having a rave? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> well, it was 1987, guys. What else did we have? Uh, Raptor, <clears throat> Crocmaster. Maybe it was Crocmaster. Maybe it's Crocmaster. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm looking mm. at that art, and I just absolutely adore it. I love the fact that they gave him white hair. Like as if right, we're giving to give you a different uniform outback. Okay, well I can't really I can't really rock ginger hair with this, so I'm just gonna have to I'm gonna have to dye it white. I love that. It's hilarious. With the sneak peek art, um I, I really I think it's great. I think it's got loads of character, it's got loads of uh, personality pouring out of it. There is that kind of he looks a bit heavier set. If you go back to the original sneak peek art on the G.I. Joe card, it's slightly different yeah. in that he's holding the a much smaller version of his periscope in his right arm and he's got his his rifle kind of at hand but what the euro tiger force card art did was they had to say okay well he can't be holding his gun in a menacing fashion because it came out the year after i think it was like 90 or 91 so he has to have it shouldered in a you know so it can just be in the background and he you'll have him holding the a much bigger version of the of the periscope and it's almost like adam has taken the personality of the face from that original sneak peek it's not the same but he's like he's kind of gone with that original kind of feel and but he's gone with more of the pose from the euro tiger force art and kind of created almost like a hybrid and he's also he's also kind of followed what the original toy looked like in a in a chunky sense and then the new toy is like this lean kind of like you know tactical guy which i thought they, the club made a really cool just on a side note made a really cool upgrade to that figure but for me it's outback because 
you, you i mean it's it's epic it's like you, you know no a, a lot of art would have would have fallen by the wayside because it's just so original different and interesting well said wow. okay seems like art backs on his way through but paul do you want to close this out with some uh, some art critique brother I love it. I don't have to work so hard on this one. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with sneak peek quickly because um, something that Adam Riches has done exceptionally well in both the original sneak peek artwork that he did and the Tiger Force one, aside from the obvious recolor, firstly, his recolor is not cheap. I, I know how to do it and it's a quick job, but he did a good job of it. So that was cool. So points for Adam Riches on that one, definitely. Or points for the artwork, should I say. But the original is based on Stephen King's son. And uh, yeah. so I don't know if the likeness on the new one is Stephen King's son, as you know. But I mean, for all we know, it could be, but I don't think it is. But there's like a baby face on the original's card art that just stands out quite a bit. And the, the new one also has like a similar kind of face. And everything that you guys have also mentioned, you know, the attention to detail and whatever in the FSS version I fully agree with. I think it's a it's a great artwork. But I mean, you can't, and I'm sorry, but you can't beat uh, the Tiger Force Outback artwork. Not because I'm like a nostalgia freak or whatever, but this is easily one of my top 10 card arts for G.I. Joe ever. And I mean, I just love that, that sort of, you know, he's just taken his first <laughs> in the morning and he's ready for the day. You know, <laughs> he's just, he's ready to go and rock it. And he looks so cool. If I had seen this toy on the shelf um, as a child, I would have would have gone with this figure immediately because I just I would have looked at the artwork because a lot of the times the artwork informed informed you of details you couldn't really see properly. You know, somehow for some reason I remember as a kid uh looking through the blister cards that uh, I don't just remember that you couldn't really get a full sense of the figure. So you had to look at the artwork. You had to look at the card art and and sort of get some like sort of cues from it. Um, not that I was like purposely going, oh, well, I must get some visual cues from this artwork before <laughs> I buy it. I just always just used to look at it and and go, oh, OK, cool. This artwork is so awesome. This toy's got to be cool. You know, aside from the fact that the toy's like right there. But yeah, our Tiger Force Outback is a sheer win. The composition is, is king. His posture is very cool. The fact that you guys have managed to pull out all kinds of images of morning, uh, you know, the sun rising or sun setting or you know, him seeing a techno viper in the distance, that all shows you that this is a very interesting artwork, that there's a lot going on with yeah. this artwork subconsciously for you as a viewer, and it's been very well prompted by its composition and its posture. So kudos to this figure. It deserves to win. Oh, by the way, one more thing I forgot to mention about the sneak peek artwork. We do know who the face belongs to on Adam Rich's version. Oh. Um, so Adam, again, mentioned this in his panel but his one of his long-term friends who actually created a TV show called The Goldbergs, Adam Goldberg, because because they're good good friends, he said, "Well, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna make you a, an action figure, uh, make you you know put you in the card art of an action figure." And he was like, "Oh, awesome!" So he became sneak peek for that one. So that's Adam Goldberg, creator of The Goldbergs. Oh, sweet. Okay, well, there we go. And now we have some celebrity GI Joe trivia nods again. So <laughs> and the other half is doing. <laughs> i'm just gonna keep saying that that's my contribution to this episode <laughs> cool i think that's yeah. a clean sweep for outback did we hear from you cooge indeed yes we did <laughs> outback proceeds to the quarters sneak peek bows out uh i guess we can leave him uh lying in wait to see if she eventually does take that shower <laughs> 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 
Next up, <laughs> Bomb Strike versus the Desert Scorpion. Nice. Mm. Ooh. Into the scorpion. Who's raring to go? Well, I always am, but I've already been first, so uh, <laughs> someone else do it. I think Kujo needs to go first on this one. Wow. Alrighty. Bomb Strike, uh, I guess let's just do color scheme first. It's it's nice. It's subtle. And I may have to mute myself momentarily, but let's get adventurous. I think her pose draws me in. Kind of looks a little Meg Ryan-ish. Uh, I don't know if he was going for that. Uh, I do like kind of the angles it creates. Uh, moving over to Desert Scorpion, who, uh, quite honestly, this character has so much play feature in him. Uh, the Scorpion looks dangerous. He looks lethal. The card art conveys that. The dude is ripped. Uh, you know he's hard because he's out in the desert. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Desert Scorpion has made such an impression on me that I put him in a, in a certain comic that I'm drawing. So you know I'm going to go... Uh, you know I'm going to go with the, the wildlife on this one. Mm, or the mechanical wildlife. It's an interesting translation, but one that works. Ooh, because what could it be? What the hell was that oversized scorpion in the first iteration of the desert scorpion anyway? Like mutated I, gigantic scorpion? I think so. I like it as an animal because it, it makes you think about what mind bender might be up to or something like kind of expanding the insects of Cobra Island, something like that. Nice. And, of course, it's one-to-one -one scale, so you could use it to frighten your baby sister. Uh, nicely that. done. <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ba balance you with the bomb strike. It's wow. just so nice to see a new female and presented so well. I, I quite like her cheeky expression. The face is actually gorgeous. And, and uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Scorpion has a gorgeous <laughs> bicep. I mean, that is a damn fine arm. Uh, skin tone is beautiful, but um, Bomb Strike's a little bit more beautiful. Mm -hmm. So that's one all. I think I want to hear from... Uh, I choose Robert next. <laughs> well, yeah, I think they're both fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, Bomb Strike looks very cheeky. Um, and the... The artwork seems very accurate to the figure as well, which I think is quite cool. And then there's Desert Scorpion, who's, yeah, he's ripped. He's fully equipped, with, I was about to say jungle, for the desert. And he's rocking an incredible animal companion, which I think is, a. I mean, I'm pretty sure I have this version. Well, I have the original version of, of Desert Scorpion with his, his original, um, wait, do I? Oh, I do, yes. And then I have this one, um, this Scorpion, who comes from, I think, a uh, the in-between era. Um, the error that shall not be discussed. Um, where <laughs> His you name was those, those weapons. I think it was like a neuroviper or something. Neuro yeah. Neurotoxin. 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 Yeah, because then also the the claws or whatever can come off, and Desert Scorpion can double fist his enemies, which I think is pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just so much details. Um, more so, I think, in Desert Scorpion compared to Bomb Strike. I mean. You just picked out everything from the from the grenades to the, the way that, you know, the, the ribbing of his uh, boots to the kind of knife. Just everything is just all there. And he, he just like, oh, double fisting. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to give it to Desert Scorpion. You know, I just I like the action that he's bringing. Chris, what say you, brother? Well, there's a few things on this one. So, again, Adam's done both of these art pieces. If you look back at the old Desert Scorpion card art, it's a similar kind of pose. I mean, the dude's ripped again. And but what obviously Adam has been has been tasked in this particular situation 
to do like copy the toy as much as possible what i think happens there is if you look at the vintage toy compared and the vintage artwork compared to the new one the new one is effectively a snake eyes face right so you've got this like very snake eyes looking thing and once i realized that <laughs> it was the snake eyes mask i looked at the artwork and couldn't see anything other than snake eyes in the desert with like a cool nude get up which is a really cool thing to think about <laughs> but it didn't it took me away from desert scorpion a little bit the original that i know and and you know really really loved that as an as an original character figure you know artwork etc um not to obviously diss adam on his work here i mean like you say it's a gorgeous piece of work really detailed and you know perfectly kind of proportioned and and you see all of that beautiful kind of lines and everything so there's a lot going on there i may i may have just gone a little bit hardcore for a, a male figure there but uh whatever the other on the other side of things <laughs> we all have dude we're all admiring that bicep i mean it's a beauty isn't it? gorge um, but on the other side of things, I absolutely adore that bomb strike art, and there's a couple of reasons. Again, these these shouldn't these shouldn't cloud my judgment on the actual art that we're looking at as a piece of art. But obviously, my wife did a bomb strike co cosplay because people kept telling her, "What did Adam copy your face for bomb strike?" And and I, I was, was going like, to ask. She, he didn't. So this was before he met Kate. So to the best of your knowledge. To the best of my knowledge, I don't think he was creeping at that point. <laughs> um <laughs> but he and he said it's it's like a mixture of, of lots of different faces that he's kind of like uh, you know like come, it, basically it's an original piece it just happens to look like now this is the funny thing you said meg ryan and i have always said we've always said to kate in the family and everything that she looks like meg ryan her whole family have said it as she's grown up like she looks like meg ryan you know circa the nine the like early 90s not the and the 80s not like the uh <laughs> the current Meg Ryan circa that scene <laughs> indeed at the diner exactly at the table exactly not the lizard that replacement scene. Meg Ryan of today <laughs> no not, oh, not not lizard scorpion Meg Ryan um so I think that I think that 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 it, yes it is probably you know jumping in there and and shouldn't be part of my decision making but when I look at the two pieces of art I've also I also have to think of the vintage aspect and because Bombardier uh, Bombardier Bomb now 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 that was a Freudian slip um because Bomb Strike had that kind of uh, you know different iteration different card art like more cartoony card art back in like the what was it the eerie should not be named you said Rob um the big shoulders era. yeah so we don't yes. mean the 80s yeah I'll, <laughs> but like I think new sculpt era the new sculpt era absolutely Voldemort era I um I think that the I just I just think I I take those those into consideration with this too even though I still feel like bomb strike is standing out to me so I'm going to say bomb strike I just wanted to pad it out with some crap that you didn't need <laughs> nice well, all right we're split again okay so bomb strike is a fantastic artwork um it's actually uh, like what Steve said. It's refreshing to see a, a new female face in the Joe line, especially she's technically not a new face, but she is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and she's very, very, very well done. Like she's exceptionally well done. I think every every detail here is well handled. I especially love the pose. It's sexy without being over sexualized, sure. which is a very good thing. Um, and it's very smart. 
So kudos to Adam there. Although that Desert Viper or that Desert Scorpion, well, <laughs> I I like this artwork purely because in a lot of ways it's an improvement over the original. Yes, I said that. Um, mm. The yeah, because the originals, a, a lot of the vintage artwork isn't all gold. I mean, if you actually look at his legs in the original, they they're not right. Yeah, <laughs> there's just something funny going on there. He's very stiff. He's got a very stiff pose and. Um, I think the new one just it, he just looks good like he looks great i think i think at one point they had a different weapon and maybe he had to change the gun there because it feels like his stance is designed to hold something else but anyway uh, that's like that's a small critique it's weird technically bomb strike is a much better artwork but i prefer the desert scorpion and yes i can now see this uh, the snake eyes face thank you <laughs> um i didn't see it before but this is also one of those rare cases where the fss figure you know is essentially a frank and joe and they there was no way they were going to retool this desert scorpion to look like its vintage counterpart and i am a big fan of the actual vintage toy um, and I think a lot of the nods and whatever, you know, a lot of the design decisions that were made in that figure translated very well in the artwork, or at least Adam took them and ran with them and made them very, very visually appealing, whereas they could have actually been very sort of obvious and awkward looking. I mean, I'm only now noticing Snake Eyes' bandolier, for example. Like, had it been given to me, I would have had a huge fight with myself and actually try to paint it out to be something completely different. So... It's weird, but it technically should be the better art. I mean, Bombardier, I mean, Bomb Strike should be the better artwork, but Desert Scorpion gets it for me. I especially love his little metal scorpion. It's very metal. <laughs> so there you have it. Paul likes Desert Scorpion artwork. Incredible. Desert Scorpion scrubs out our only female to date. Oh dear. So far. Yeah. Well, you but th- don't worry. You thought you thought uh, the ra- you thought Skullbuster was female. And oh, okay. and interrogator <laughs> and iron claw and <laughs> woman on the mind Girls. and But don't the shows worry, that we, we have a female character. At yeah, least for the as next far one, as we Falcon's have concerned, female in Tiger Force uh, shipwreck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Rob, I want you to start this one out. Um, our next round is Jinx or Kim Arashikage, pardon, versus Tiger Force Shipwreck. Oh, yeah, shit. this is this I is mean, insane. oh, cool. <laughs> gonna get real uh, now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, uh, I already know yeah. which one Paul's gonna go with. Does that color your decision, Robbie? Uh, yeah, I have I to don't... be contrary and go for the one that I think he's not gonna go for. <laughs> no, I. Actually, I think they're both really good artworks. I mean, the the shipwreck is is kind of, is a reuse once again of an original a vintage artwork, correct? Correct. Okay, cool. Um, and then the Jinx is a completely brand new artwork. It looks very lively. It looks very sexy. I mean, she's fully equipped with all of her weapons, and she's got like a like a smirk on her face, which I kind of like. Like, hey, come for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you out. Wah. Um, and I'm not even gonna see what you're doing, so I, I can kill you blindfolded. While Shipwreck and uh, Polly is very aghast at what he's trying to do with it, Anchor, like, what are you going to do with that? Shut up, you stupid bird. I'm going to shove it up there. <laughs> um, like, proportionally, I think they're both very good. Um, if I you know, had to get technical, I think they, I mean, they're 
yeah, like they're both very well equipped. But I really like the kind of modern look of of Jinx. I mean, Jinx always was a cool figure. I think they're the vintage, but she didn't have like kind of like her own look. She's very much just like a female, you know, red ninja. Yeah. Um, well, this outfit looks very unique, looks very her, and I'd I'd love to take that figure out on an adventure. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Jinx. Can I just make one um, point that you made there, Rob, when you said that this is completely original? It's actually based, yeah. at least, minimally, on a cancelled artwork that was going to be City Strike Scarlet. So it's the same pose, yes. oh, more or yeah. less the same. Because obviously they used her body for it, for this Jinx figure. So it was yeah. like, this, this was like the, the, the can- getting the cancelled figure back out to the fans. And there is artwork, which I'll flash up on the video for you guys. Oh, sorry, which Joe Berg will flash up on the video that <laughs> is basically... <laughs> That is basically, um, yeah. It's the you can kind of see it really in Jinx's face. It's it's Rachel Nichols from the film. Yeah, the film okay. that will not be yeah, named. Yeah, kind of out. <laughs> yeah, it's in the uh, that category. Ah, uh, jeez. Well, well. Either way, it it's a very yeah. cheeky face. I do like that mm. expression. Uh, that alone will swing it for me. Um, Ooh, Stephen just think... can't help her. You know, pretty face. Uh, well, it's 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 key to getting a, a really cool artwork. I mean, she looks competent and deadly. And surprise, surprise, the mask is an addition. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. an unmasked image that you find on her figure portrait uh, on on the card the card back mm. on the file card. If I'm not uh, if I'm correct, and so it's it's evident to me that the mask was an addition, but it blends seamlessly, like it works. It doesn't jar the image, and you know you can see her basically quoting her famous line about the keenest eye. Uh, which looks inwards. Thank you, Paul. Nice. You totally zaymotted that. Um, <laughs> Treachery. They're attacking us from behind. Full <laughs> force. Yeah, that's that's got it for me. And I mean, the only detractor that I can play the Tiger Force Sailor against is his gun. You know, to, to, to be wielding an M16 one-handed, I know, once again, it's got nothing to do with, with the, the artist. He's doing absolutely the best job he can at sort of selling that he's he's holding that rather heavy, you know, awkward gun. His gun looks fat, doesn't the, it? Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's where I was going, man. Sorry, the, sorry. The, the, the one that was included is the more slender, uh, sort of early M16 variation, you know, with the smaller box magazine. Uh, the mm. one that finds its way into the artwork has that additional barrel shroud with the the, the vents, and yeah, it it does kind of pull me out. Unfortunately, I wish the figure came with the sort of the blunderbuss, oh yeah, you know, yeah a more authentic yeah. uh, shipwreck weapon, because that's that's what that pose is is designed to hold. You know, a smaller, leaner weapon. Okay, mm. it could be like really mongrel looking, like a blunderbuss, but or or flintlock. Sorry, it is a flintlock, isn't it? Yes. Whatever. Yes. His it's like original a pirate, pistol, like pirate pistol, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So you 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 you, you get rid of that and you throw in an M16, and all of a sudden things make less sense. <laughs> yeah. And I know my man Paul is going to back me up, and yet still champion the Tiger Force artwork because he loves it so much. It was a very uh-huh. treasured gift from a very dear friend. The only Aww. figure subscription service figure that uh, G.I. Joburg possessed for a long time. Yeah. 
I think still possesses. I don't know. Uh, I don't have any other FSS stuff. <laughs> so. uh, Rob's got scoop now. I got scoop. Oh, yes, that's right. Sorry, I, for- I keep forgetting got scoopers scoop. and FSS. That's scoop. Mm-hmm. I take it that's a segue to Paul talking about the card art. <laughs> Very good. <Knowing>. Um, <laughs> doing. <laughs> um, Carbacks. Okay. They mod. <laughs> Thank you. So, Over to you, Paul. So when okay, so um, I remember this Jinx uh, and the shipwreck of uh, because these were amongst the first figures that were sort of revealed with FSS, and um, I was still in a position where I could buy them, or at least think about buying them because uh, some of them were available on BBTS, and um, I love my Tiger Force shipwreck. He is like the toy is amazing. And I really do enjoy the artwork as well. And had he not been up against Jinx, perhaps he would have gotten it today. But I really love that Jinx artwork. Like, I am super hot for that Jinx artwork. It's actually part of the thing that sells that toy to me. Because uh, when I saw the artwork for it, I was like, oh my word, I hope the toy looks as good as that. And then I saw the toy and I was like, they're amazing because I'm also a big fan of Jinx. I think Jinx is a very cool character and once and is kind of underutilized in a lot of ways. Maybe she's used better now in the comic book. But I was like, wow, that's going to be my sort of de facto Jinx. Because I had missed out on the SDCC. Or let me get my chronology right here. I can't remember if the SDCC Jinx had been announced yet or if I'd missed out on her. But either way, I was like, this is the Jinx you know, to, to rule them all. So, yes, the shipwreck artwork is actually very cool. I know what you, I hear what you guys are saying about the gun. It has never really bugged my eye, uh, personally. I do think the blunderbuss is the better looking gun, but they once again had to sell what was different about this toy. And aside from the Tiger Tiger Force Deco, they had to show that it came with something else. I mean, technically, this is meant to be Marujo and not really Tiger Force Shipwreck, but it's Tiger Force Shipwreck anyway, for starters. And yeah, I get it, and it's cool, but if this artwork is against anything else, I may have gone more with the Shipwreck, but it's against Jinx, and this Jinx is fantastic, dude. I'm sure anybody that look looks at this artwork will probably agree with me and say that Jinx is the winner. You guys have said it. I mean, she's got this great cheeky smirk look on her face. You know, she's got that smirk. She's... You know, she's in control. She's she's going to dominate. And also, once again, extremely sexy for not being oversexed, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, it's it's not dirty. It's it's sexy. Cool. Mm. Anyway, yeah. Chris and Cooge, have either of you guys got a spanner to throw in Jinx's works? Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't love those weapons. I mean, if I had the figure, what are you going to do? Like, chop up a salad? I just don't know how lethal <laughs> those things look for me. But... Um, <laughs> Lethally delicious. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I'm going to go with Shipwreck uh, just because I- I'd probably play with him more, and the card art still works for me. The M60 is overkill. I mean, poly on your shoulder should be enough. And and you got those hooks or whatever those things are flying at you. So it still works. I- I'll go with Shipwreck. <sighs> right. Mm. Okay. So... The, I, I I haven't really come to a conclusion because the, both of the both things are doing my head in right. Jinx is gorgeous; it's amazing card art, and I like the fact that because it was they, because they were using the cancelled Jinx, you know, um, figure, they uh, sorry cancelled Scarlet City Strike Scarlet figure. That I like the fact that they went and said, well, let's let's rejig the artwork a little bit. But what I think they should have done is they shouldn't have used Rachel Nichols' likeness, which I know is you know it's not. 
it's covered for the most part but i i just think that it's jinx it's not scarlet from rise of cobra this is jinx and i'm mm. i'm just a little I mean, it just bugs me that they didn't do something else with that particular face and, and i'm guessing there was an element of you know maybe time constraint or something but if you look at the if you look at the city strike scarlet she's got like a friggin it's like a lamprey helmet on like there's no you can't see her face clearly anyway so it's funny to me that they they you they went out all the way and utilized what is effectively her cheekbones and lower mouth and then you know the top of her head kind of thing so i think that's kind of weird but in terms of the actual artwork it's gorgeous it's got i think jinx completely trumps uh shipwreck but I love Shipwreck for the nostalgia, but for the same reasons that you guys are saying, the gun, if that's a shorter gun, it works better on the card for a start. Because if you look at it actually on card, that gun disappears behind a bit of the bubble and a bit of the text, and you end up, it almost looks a bit bent and out of shape. And that's mm. kind of not what you, you know, if you're using a rifle, you want that in clear view so that you get that nice, like, line, the nice lines going on there. And I kind of feel that, that that's broken up a little bit um, on the card itself. Um, and if, and that, I'm just talking from a technical aspect there, we're looking at, at it with the figure on the card. I'm starting to think that there is a sort of maximum angle that artists are encouraged to, to stay within. Yeah. Like, mm. like the gun cannot point to the viewer within a certain number of degrees so it always has to deflect yes, away yes by by like a quite a wide margin that makes i'd a lot be of interested sense. to ask adam if he you know if that if that is indeed a valid constraint like it can't be like I, literally I mean, looking down the barrel effectively yeah but yeah absolutely and in fact it can't even be slightly looking down the barrel like there's a but then again wide scope kind of dances around that so you can actually see the back end of the barrel on wide scopes card art what i would add to that is is just that when you have something like a gun pointed at a viewer and and it's not like this is not some kind of weird pc or sort of social ethics thing you know with regards to to, to packaging artwork thing okay yeah it's just that the silhouette doesn't read that well no. it's very difficult to put a yeah to have something pointing a gun at you and then still maintaining a very cool silhouette and the thing is it's even more difficult to do that and not ape a a, a, pop, a popular artwork that has done that before so in other words it's very difficult to do something cooler than what guys like jim lee have done you know and it's very difficult to do to do that and sort of beat frank miller because frank miller's foreshortening in sin city is fantastic in a lot of ways like it's it's really dynamic like he just somehow he nails it and jim lee well, closer to home days, mike zek on uh you know like a, a roadblock image there you the, go he, right the famous roadblock pointing the gun at the camera yeah there you go and it's and much. it's just it's a it's a difficult on it's a difficult thing to pull off um artistically and still make it look attractive because the problem is as soon as that's even a little bit wrong the human eye will see that, you know, the subconscious will, persp uh, will perceive it as being very off. And then the whole figure, yeah. everything relating to the figure gets muddied. So I think that's why, I don't know if it's like an actual condition that's given to the artist, but I, I know for myself, uh, even when I've done our card arts, I'm like, wow, I yeah. don't want a gun pointing towards a viewer at all. Yeah. Because it's just so difficult to do. <laughs> well, Adam you know? mentioned something to me when in the, in the process that he would do a number of different poses 
like you know like sketch them out like sketch a ton of different kind of like positions like and poses. Thumbnails, yeah yeah send them off to the club the club then come back and say you know we kind of like this one but can you do this this and this to it and then he does another kind of like or another kind of mock-up sketch to get the right angles and everything and sends that off then it comes back so there's a lot of like you know it's not one of those things where they're saying you know these are certain tick list rules that we can't do if you can get it to if you can do something and get it to work great but like you said it's really difficult if you're looking down the barrel of a gun you don't see the gun you just see the end of the barrel and you see the direct yeah. you know that you see the barrel getting slowly slowly and slowly like you know further into the distance and then maybe a bit of square element around that shape but you don't see the gun and i think that's what they want to do they want to show these things off and there's a beauty of um of a we're talking about like the cards getting kind of like in the way of the artwork there's a beautiful story of where um adam had to do crosshair for the club and they, they wanted him kneeling down and in a sniper like you know with the gun up you know in like sniper prone position and he says, do you know how difficult that is to get in that tiny space? Like, you, you know, no matter what you do to the proportions of that to get it in that space, it would just, you know, either he's getting shorter and short, smaller and smaller, or he's getting thinner and thinner. So, you know, you, you're just not really sure how to do it. So what he did was he had the gun going into that gap above the figure, but like it filled, mm. almost filled, like the, the rifle goes right across the top of the figure in that space that little space and and he managed to kind of work out the proportions to make sense and it's actually a really good pose unfortunately because of the way he had to get the arms in position he had to have he had to have him firing left-handed and someone i think uh. pointed, someone pointed out uh, he's right-handed and adam was just like come on dude give me a break <laughs> which i thought yeah, was quite nice. cute Seriously. can we move the bubble to the other side of the card please <laughs> yeah thank you um but but to give you my answer it's gonna have to be jinx despite my annoyance with the face um the the shipwreck art is great but it's it's just you know it's a rehash of the original they take they, they kind of they don't improve on it by adding that rifle in an awkward position so that's that's what i'm going with and that's what i'm sticking with nice jinx proceeds next round Alpine versus Slice. Paul, what say you, brother? Oh, Alpine. Okay, so let me just hit the Google later. I just want to just make sure on Alpine's card art. Oh, it's so good. Uh-oh. Jeez, now, now, <laughs> now I'm being egged on by my fellow. <laughs> oh, sorry. Ignore uh, that. Uh, that geez. was not bias. <laughs> that was not me trying to that's not me trying to swing the vote no no it's all good i mean i know what the slice card looks like because i i wanted it in here uh okay so this is embarrassing um that <laughs> alpine card is really good that's a really good artwork everything about it it's like alpine's doing what alpine does he's hanging around and shooting at something it's cool <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are technical Precisely issues. Precisely what Alpine does best. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's cool stuff. I mean, there's some technical issues here and there, but like, whatever, it doesn't matter because here the dynamism of it pushes it through and it makes it look really good. And it makes Alpine look awesome. In fact, I'd even go as far as to say the artwork makes the toy look good because I personally don't like this version of the toy. But I think I want that, the figure the, to have that head sculpt. I yes. Want the to have the artworks like intensity. Yes. That's like I, I, I almost don't want to see the figure's eyes. I want to just mm. see that like furled brow, that bad mother sort of expression yeah. on his mouth. Yeah. It's just like, ah, oh, it's brilliant. I love it. He's like, oddly, oddly, another dead cobra. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I love that artwork. It's really cool. And it's 
I don't know why it I didn't see it before because if had I seen it before I would have voted that in long before voting in Slice. I was just going to go with Slice because it's basically the original artwork and the original artwork was very very cool and I love that like pose and he's called Slice and he's kicking at you. <laughs> I thought that was quite quite cute and compliments the toy. It it's like they didn't have to change anything on it and it was a winner but Alpine's going to get it from me. Like I've well Hey, wait, hold on. <laughs> um, Alpine gets my vote. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyone want to take a swing at Alpine and uh, uh, tr- champion Slice? <laughs> so I take it Alpine, Alpine makes it through. It. Bam, that was an easy round. <laughs> I, ha- I have to say that the, the Slice one, though, I do love that card. I think it's brilliant. But um, I, I, that Alpine, is, it's so interesting and it's so original and it's so... It's like what you knew back in the 80s when you saw a G.I. Joe character on a card art. It wasn't just the same position every single time. It was something interesting, like like highlighting the specialty. And in that case, that's exactly what's happening here with with Alpine. And I mean, there's so much going on there. And that's, again, it's another Adam Riches one. And, and I have to say that, yeah, it, it wins it for the same reasons. I think Alpine, the Alpine art demonstrates the importance of how to do seat knots. That'll be important in the future. <laughs> but I definitely think that uh, the slice art tainted great. I'm just joking. Um, but there are very few card arts that... There's a lot of grundle going on there, isn't there? There is, there is. And I will I appreciate it just for that. Doesn't he have socks on? So that's a good look. <laughs> that's it. That's, fact, I'll roll a slice on this one. In fact, they're both very grundle heavy, these two pieces of card art. There's a lot of a mm. lot of uh, underbelly going on, isn't there? Mm, there is. Worth leading there is away. pushed forward there, yeah. We should have a taint off or something. Just card arts where... Okay, enough, enough. There are enough of them. There are enough of them. So when we do G.I. Joe after dark, when we really get, yeah, adult, nice. we, we could do that a card art battle. Uh, I'll also give it to Alpine. Slice is awesome, but he was one of the ones where I was like, the focal point... What is the focal point on his on his his shot? His twig and berries, surely. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of where your eye goes straight away, and then he's kind of he's hiding like, his face. He's about to, you know, yeah, swing at you. That's what it is. I mean, and it's yeah. Well, Alpine, yeah, he looks freaking amazing. I mean, my only issue with Alpine is just the way he's holding that gun. It looks a bit awkward. But other than that, I think it's it's a brilliant artwork. Yeah, that gonna be flying all over the place, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, smacking him in the face and like yeah guys speaking beyond my ken as i'm typical to do i'm not sure a climbing harness functions like that Uh uh-oh uh-oh i mean i've been abseiling a handful of times and the rope that you descend on passes through the front carabiner yeah and round yeah, no, it does he's not going anywhere he's literally just hanging somewhere he's literally dangling off the end of his rope he's not he's not he's not in motion this is the restriction of using just like you're only being able to use the toy and what comes with the toy as part of the because mm. uh, they can't do something that it doesn't do if you know what i mean sure. like there was, yeah. there was a couple of times in some of the vintage line where you'd have a feature on the card art that it didn't actually do and they would get in trouble for that Want like you know silly things like not being able to put like uh, the Hydro Viper's knife on his thigh or 
oh no there was harpoon on his thigh there was there was a there was a ton of those little things bits and pieces but like i think that they have they have to in this situation yeah they have to kind of adhere to what the toy does but i know what you mean like yeah. there's that would just yeah. he would be in that situation i almost said scenario he would be like <laughs> he would be like almost horizontal wouldn't he or upside down <laughs> Mm. Or you know, in the current iteration of the art, the arm would kind of disappear behind his back, yeah, or out to the side, which would also effectively cut it off by the the bubble of the figure. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's just you know, it, it in climbing terms, and once again, I I I, I plead ignorance. <laughs> I'm not the most avid climber, but it it does seem like he's kind of got nowhere to go. He's literally a meat dangling at the end of his rope. Well, he dropped down there to be able to shoot at these guys. You know, and when he's done, he'll kind of pull himself back up. Mm. I think it works. Or, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay. that's Alpine. Well, it's 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 irrelevant because guess what? Alpine it takes through. it clean sweep. Oof. Our final well, clean sweep. We should have clean sweep in here at some point so that you can use clean sweep <laughs> in two different ways. Nice. Ah. Why didn't we uh, use the sort of convention, convention exclusive? exclusive that's, a well. that's a different episode. Oh, that's a different episode. Definitely. That's a different episode. Yeah, that's totally separate. There's it's the FSS British part invasion. He comes on to podcast and, and he's calling the shots. <laughs> Red coats are coming. My goodness. Okay, final round for the qualifiers. Hit and run versus cesspool. Everybody says cesspool. Great. Cesspool goes. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> because hit and run was a lucky loser. He's here on the grace of only a few people's uh, considerations. But yeah, cesspool is a top-seeded artwork. But if anyone has anything they'd like to say at this point, the microphone is yours. I wonder who did Adam Richards base uh, Adam Richards. Who did he base Cesspool's face on? Because I know the original face was based off some Hasbro exec. And that guy is like super crazy looking. And Adam Richards' one is actually a little different. And that guy's also super crazy looking. So I wonder if that's just his approximation of that face. Or if that's like, you know, somebody else. Because if you know somebody that looks like that, you probably should stop knowing that person. Well, that guy's there, there can't be that many yeah. people with that kind of scar on their face in the world. So I think it's probably the same guy. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> nice one, Rob. Um, I'm pretty sure. main man Hasbro dude. What's his name? Uh, Mr. Hasbro. I thought that was oh, Vinny okay. D'Oliva, but I could be wrong. He was like one of the head marketing dudes at the time. I could be wrong about that. And correct me if I am he looks wrong. looks like a marketing dude. That it would be like... his, his file name, uh, Cesspool's file name. Perhaps the face is based on him as well. Ah, then, yeah, because I'm, I'm pretty sure that he was also going to be Cesspool in the uh, in the commercials. but And he was all dressed up to do the, the, the live action commercial. Because this was at Hascom when we, we, we attended the Legends panel. And he said that um, they were all ready to kind of go and then something happened and they just had to stop production on it. And he was like this close to being cesspool. I think it even got like a few shots in of him dressed up as cesspool, if, oh, I, if I remember rightly. Oh, cool. But it was, I mean, it's really funny. Absolute gold. A live action cesspool. Oh, yeah, Please. Totally. Can that emerge from a vault somewhere? I'm sure, well, just, you know, give it a couple of weeks. I'm sure 3D Joe's Carson will, uh, him and yeah, Kurt Bazigian will pull. A chance. Yeah, give him, give him five weeks. I'm sure he'll pull something out. But um, no, that I think that is the case. The actual, I think the 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 head sculpt by, was by Dave Proctor of of uh, Boss Fight Studio now, uh, for, for the toy. 
and it is one of the most incredible head sculpts of like the gi joe toy line it is just oh incredible agreed. and i think adam just based a lot of that on the head sculpt it's that good yeah because that that can happen i mean that's pretty much what i ended up doing for the the figures the the card art that i did for for jim's customs yeah i mean i didn't even i looked at the rock and roll head that he gave us you know not not the rock and roll head on the internet the only one that i actually referenced was snake plissken yeah just because yeah but like but yeah like sometimes a head sculpt can be so good that you can just do that and then you hear of stories of them using like Christian Bale's head sculpt from Hot Toys as part of a um, sort of a, a feature reel. Like some magazine is like, "Oh, there's a new Batman coming out," and then they the picture they use of 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 Christian Bale is actually of his figure. And then they're like, "Oh crap!" Because then a whole bunch of people tell them, and then they're like, "Oh really? Wow!" Yeah. You know? So it can happen. Does That's anyone have anything nice to say about Hit and Run before he hits and runs into oblivion? I mean, uh, like, the original art was gorgeous. The t Euro, mm. Euro Tiger Force art was gorgeous. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I just think that, um, I just think in this particular case, you know, you're going up against Cesspool. It's like, is so much going on in that, that, and it's so beautifully executed. He's got I so think much a lot of juice. Mm, there you go. I think a lot of people, uh, might appreciate that you see hit and run's face non-greened but i'm not one of those people i like hit and run having a green face um but then the original is also ungreened so yeah so it's weird i don't know yeah cesspool all the way i there's nothing wrong with the hit and run artwork it's just not as incredibly as exciting as say the alpine or cesspool artworks for me personally could you had a few words you wanted to share man no, I'll save all that for uh, the next round when we see Cesspool. Well, I think we're going to hold back on the talking for the quarterfinals because I decree that the quarterfinals be a lightning round. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, my goodness. Was that a lightning sound effect you did, or did you just creak a chair? <laughs> <laughs> when you said lightning I'll round, you guessing, I, I, honestly, it sounded like you had some sort of machine there with like that had like a tiny lightning effect. <laughs> Or could it have been a team member who had my back? Zaymot, you out there? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, yeah. brother. I just moved my chair. Well, if it's not one thing, it's the f***ing other. It's either a cricket, a motorbike, or a creaky chair. <laughs> or but a cricket all is on a motorbike. Effects, man. If you have an orgasm, does Paul feel it as well? Is that how it works? I wish. <laughs> could you imagine odd. that? Someone have, like, you'd know someone was or having sex because you'd just be like you know, you'd be at work one day just kind of going oh f anyway carry on next just considering i'm visiting my, my fiance that'd be rather cruel on my my twin brother uh, you know be rather distracting and at weird times of the day because of the time zone oh my god just waking up but in anyways. the middle of the night sorry okay on. so lightning round <laughs> thank you robert quarterfinal round number one lightning round lightning round <laughs> Thank you. Interrogator versus Big Bear. Chris? Interrogator. Kuja? Interrogator. Paul? What do you think this is? G.I. Russian Joburg? No, I say interrogator. <laughs> Robert? Big Bear. Ooh! <laughs> I'm gonna go Big Bear just to, just to be a troll, but Interrogator <laughs> moves through to the semi-finals. Surprise! Semi. Surprise! He's got a semi. He's got a semi. <laughs> Quarterfinal number two, Bombardier versus Tiger Force Outback. Correct. Ooh, Tough. Cujo? 
one dude's kneeling, the other dude's standing up. Gotta send Outback to the next round. Pole? Tiger Force Outback, baby. Rob. Outback. Ooh. <laughs> I've gotta go with Outback as well. Ooh. Sorry, Chris. Um, I'm gonna go with Outback. <laughs> what? Okay, Outback, clean sweep. Because it's just the most epic art ever. Spoiler alert. It's yeah. so cool, yeah. <laughs> and we have to buy that toy now before this A, this episode makes it shoot through the roof. I have it. And B, that. before... Oh, it's already oh, there, dude. <laughs> Two grand at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Quarterfinal number three. Sorry. Desert Scorpion. <laughs> Desert Scorpion versus Jinx. Paul? Jinx. Rob? Desert Scorpion. I'm gonna go Jinx. Chris? Oh, fuck's sake. I'm gonna go... Lightning round. I'm gonna go... Desert Jinx. No. Scorpionx. No. Um... I... I don't know. They're too closely... Desert Scorpion. Desert... No, no. Jinx. 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 Definitely Jinx. So that's... Well, you're, oh, you're about to get stung. Because Desert Scorpion moves on. <laughs> nice one. Thank you, Cooge. <laughs> Does he? Sorry, I lost count. <laughs> no, Jinx moves on because because Chris took so long, he he, he defaulted to the beautiful woman. <laughs> so it's three for beautiful woman. Me and Cujo being the um, animal Same. companion, animal rights activist, actually. Apparently, no, no one cares about animals down, uh, up in here, only about women. Oh, uh -huh. did, so did Jinx go through? Jinx yes. definitely made it through, thanks to you. They're both dangerous, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Final quarterfinal lightning round is Alpine versus Cesspool. And Rob, Ooh. you kick this one off. Ooh. Ah, cesspool. I'm gonna go Alpine. Chris? This should have been the final for me, and I'm gonna and I said it would have been close. I'm gonna go with Cesspool. Kuja? Cesspool's got too much juice. Three, okay. Three one. That three means I'm cesspool. Paul, what would you have voted for, man? Cesspool, dude. Ooh, okay. Ooh, Sorry, Steven. Alpine. Loving it. It's, it's in the accuracies of Alpine. That's what kind of, when you pointed that out to me, like, oof, you wouldn't really be hanging like that. Whereas, whereas, <laughs> whereas cesspool, yeah. If you hadn't have pointed <laughs> okay. it out, cesspool you would have gone wielding a super sword. Sorry, so, you know, maybe you need to throw a little bit of salt in that argument. Yeah, the reality, Ooh. the reality argument doesn't work whenever you talk about G.I. Joe, let's face it. And nor should it. Which exactly. never work. Exactly. Yeah. Although, incidentally, right, the only thing that can make the cesspool artwork cooler is a chainsaw. Seriously. Cutting into his As face. No clowning. <laughs> what are you doing? All right, gentlemen. We've come down to our semi-finalists. We've all got semis. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Four card arts remain. In the first matchup, we have Interrogator versus Tiger Force Outback. Wow, wow, wow. Tiger Force Outback. Whoa, is that you voting, Steven? That's my first blood. As good as Interrogator is, and as cool as it is, that we're finally getting a dedicated card art for this awesome and underrated character. I don't know, what can I add to what has already been said? Lightning round. Outback. Tiger Force Outback <laughs> is perhaps the Lightning best card art twice. ever. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> Jeez, we have Boy, to do, do back a... me up. I, I've got to back you up on this because it's Yo. the truth. <laughs> um, like, Interrogator badly needs a card art, and he badly needs his own card, to be honest. He, he needed to be a single card release figure anyway. 
But yeah, man, that Tiger Force art back is just the shit. And I mean, I just hate this because every time I open my mouth and say how awesome it is, I just feel the price of it going up on eBay. Just every time. <laughs> ching, ching, ching. But at least Interrogate is cheaper now. At least for now. Well, is it better though? Because I mean, at least in, in the case of Inter- Interrogate, it's a complete artwork that's been built and made for that figure specifically. Well, with Outback, it, they've had to adapt that. I mean, that's probably why Hit and Run went out so quickly. It looked like a, the gun he was holding was was you know like added in Photoshop later. I mean, they make it so obvious with that white, white outline. It's, it's a lot more noticeable in the Hit and Run artwork, but on the Outback one, it's not as noticeable. But knowing that that isn't necessarily you, you know that they, they incorporated fairly well i think it's not perfect i mean if you look at his left hand he's not really holding it it's more like he's got like a fist and he's kind of just resting it on the backpack like how is he actually holding that up i don't know i'm just i'm just throwing some thoughts out there no no, no good point. Point. definitely no, good point <laughs> totally good point i, I agree i think the the white outline is one of those kind of annoying things. It's been used throughout GI Joe lore and in artwork anyway. Like you go back to mm-hmm. go back to some of the vintage stuff, you'll see that white outline utilized a little bit. And it got to the point where they kept saying, "Right, <laughs> we don't want that white outline anymore." And to the artist, again, this was in that Legends panel at Hascon as well, and they were saying that you know we kind of need to do away with that a little bit if you can kind of minimize the amount of of that white outline kind of stuff. And um, I feel like. It it works to a certain like degree with some elements of the of the of the of the art, but when you do it around the entire backpack, it's almost like it just looks like it's been stuck on there. I just I yeah, but again, I still think that art is amazing. Like you even even with that <laughs> with it, I look at it and I just go yeah, that is. I just I just fall into it. I just fall. I I I'm there. I'm in the wilderness without back. I'm telling him, will you hurry up and get your backpack on we've got 10 more miles to to walk and he's just looking off in the distance having a i don't know but no i I really like that i just well he is old okay he's easily distracted i mean he he basically went gray over the course of three years if he's got a got to utilize that at that age but yeah anyway i don't know i think (laughs) i think they put the backpack here because he's his manliness would have just intimidated people and then he would have just become a peg walker so they, they put the back intentionally. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the original, original artwork, which has got like some fluffy clouds painted in the background, it's and it's got a bit of a, you know, mountain. And I'm range. like, <laughs> and then I'm looking at the original Tiger Force one, which has got a much, it's got a, a very different contrast level, but also, you know, this one's just more <laughs> Tiger Force lightning around it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think this is one of the few times where the original is just so good that it it just comes through, irrespective of the backpack. Big time. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, Tiger Force Outback is going to get mine as well, as much as I love Interrogator. As much as I love that I'm not that sure art. I recorded your vote, Rob. Which way did you uh, fall on the argument, Robert? Oh, well, I actually hadn't voted yet. I was just trying to throw, you know, a spanner in the works there. Uh, my my choice is actually Outback as well. I, I really a think it's a tiger in artwork. the tank. Yeah, we need to get one of those out there. Mm-hmm. It's the closest thing we have to an animal companion going forward, so. An animal man-panion. Exactly. <laughs> an old, angry man. A companion. <laughs> companion. <laughs> okay, Kujo, Chris... Is it going the way of the tiger? I've already done mine. Oh, he's, he's already chosen Outback. I think, Kujo, ironically, is it going the way of the tiger? I think, ironically, 
uh, the interrogator is going to leave this one without a word. He's wow. done. Wow. He's out of it. So I will give props to Adam for fitting the interrogator so squarely on the card in spite of the bubble alongside. And 25th and oh, modern era bubbles are swollen compared to mm. the vintage bubbles. Uh, and, and yet, you know, the, the character fits and, and doesn't look impoverished because of it, if I'm making any sense. Total. So it is a very successful artwork. But, man, it's almost a cheat to let Tiger Force Outback proceed because, you know, it's just one of those Hall of Famers almost. No, it's it's an artwork that they chose to use, and we're we're judging it in comparison to the other ones that are being presented to us. Um, oh. I don't think it's cheating at all. All right, all right. What would the outcome between Jinx and Cesspool be? And given mm. the the both the origin stories of these artworks, it's an interesting clash of of eras and styles. I was going to say that in this particular bath battle i'm just going to i'm just to make things a lot quicker i'm going to say cesspool because of the issue mm. i have with them using scarlet city strike scarlet uh, rachel nichols likeness and then you know they mm. could they could have gone with a jinx likeness or they could have done something different and that's why i i just and i love cesspool so so he's going through for me what is a jinx likeness anyway she's masked in her original figure so i don't even know what she's supposed to look like Sunbow, of course, there is the animated. Com- yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sunbow in the Marvel comics, they gave her some really good looks in there. I only think about action. I look figures. twice. I think about GI. I'm gonna go Ooh. with Jinx. Wow. Yep. Steven. Yep. I do like this artwork, and I do like the fact that there is a masked and unmasked version present on the card. You get two flavors of Jinx on one card. <laughs> That's fantastic. The price of one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is That's a different like two dumplings, anyway. man. That's like pork and shrimp. Yeah, one could kill you. Well, let me hose you down with some more cesspool. Um, <laughs> he's just too damn crazy, guys. You can't give a blindfolded person a pass when you got those two eyeballs looking at you. Mm. He's just so dynamic, you know, on on that card arc. Like, you can just feel his the insanity of the character. And they really do incorporate Basically, all of his accessories, except maybe the uh, the briefcase. And it unsettles you because um, a dude his age face. shouldn't be that flexible. Mm. <laughs> and he's shooting like goo at you. I mean, that, that, that's got to like put you on edge. You're like, wait a minute, he's not shooting bullets. He's trying to wet me. What's up yeah. with that? <laughs> the card arts with goo on him. Super soaker. Count those on Violent one nod. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that that's my vote. Actually, I'm I'm also a cesspool man. Ooh. I'm I'm in a very difficult position now because I love these artworks equally. It's kind of like a, oh, you know, I wish I'd love Paul, to bring the toy. There's, into there's this. one decision here to make. Paul, there's one decision. Do you want to be on the losing team with Steven or do you want to be in the winning team with the rest of us? <gasps> Is it going to be a Blue Rinse Brigade in the final? I mean, these two white haired gentlemen. Well, actually, it is because three of us have already said cesspool. So Paul's uh, vote is, uh, it doesn't matter. It's moot. <laughs> uh, in this case, I'm actually going to say Jinx. And it's and it's just because... Jinx. Jinx. Um, but it's, it's got a lot to do with the fact that... And, and it shouldn't... This shouldn't affect it. But the original figure has a sort of a, a, a metal arm or a robotic arm or an armored arm, whatever. And it has this really awesome Cobra sigil on its chest. Now, that is something they couldn't do on the new figure, and I get that. But if it had that, it would have given that artwork just that little bit of extra pop that it definitely needed. And um, the chainsaw. And the chainsaw. 
of you know, course. which I have mentioned <laughs> before. And and once again, the toy on this packaging looks incomplete because uh, the the mask doesn't have the little rebreather in the front. So no, I mean, I'm just being facetious now, um, but it's going to be Jinx. I mean, this is uh, this artwork of Jinx colored my visual of how Jinx should look. It's it's changed Jinx for me. So. It's going to be those things. And she kind of looks a bit like Liv Tyler as well, actually. Just a thought. She's got the cutest little jowls. I love her, yeah. her cheeks. Mm. <sighs> I thank you, brother, for uh, being a dissenting opinion with me. But it's not <laughs> yeah, going to change the outcome. Because in the final of the G.I. Joburg and Full Force biggest subscription <laughs> service card art battle, volume one... <laughs> We have two white-haired gentlemen. It's Old Tiger Force men. Outback versus Cesspool. Mm, wow. Ooh. You're going to be surprised at mine. Battle of the Great Well, this is a, this is a curious matchup because you got nature versus industry. Nice. Mm. Deep thinker, you. Oh, it's like it's like an eco-force battle. Eco-warriors. And battle. interestingly enough, Tiger Force, well, Outback was going to be a member of the Eco-Force until he was uh, switched over to Battlecore um, in the last minute. Well, not the last minute, <laughs> when, they, when they decided oh. against doing any more Eco-Force. And it was just all Battlecore carded. So that, that Battlecore carded one you see of him where he, that he looks like a dozer from Fraggle Rock... That was initially intended. <laughs> <laughs> that was initially intended to be uh, eco eco warriors outback, which is quite neat. Have a good time, young man. And Sorry. now my world <laughs> makes sense. Oh, Christopher, where have you been all my life, boy? I've been outside, Jeez. but you just won't let me in. <laughs> <laughs> just a continent. Oh wait. Yeah. Just like 17 continents away. In Missouri. Oh, yeah. Can we stop mentioning that state, please? <laughs> How do you guys function without fences? Like, Oh, we've got uh, a fence. We have a fence. We have a fence. Trust me. I don't know how the other neighbors folk, uh, like, you do it without a fence <laughs> or live without fences because it's just so yeah. weird. You can see through, like, four people's backyards and then you see our fence. It's so funny. It's like we're the only, <laughs> we're the only house on the block that's got a fence. It's, it's crazy. Them foreigners. Yeah. Yeah. But we basically, I got here and built a wall. Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> the Missouri chat is forthcoming. You, can, you can't short the Missouri chat. True. <laughs> that, that's awesome. <laughs> But it was, to, oh, keep, it was to keep all the Americans out. That was my, <laughs> <laughs> that was my wall. Oh. It's just so weird because in South Africa we've all got walls. It's like, look, I have a wall. It's amazing. It keeps you out. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anywho, so I've, many I've, directions we could guys, take. Guys, I'm going to open my account and I'm going to say cesspool. Yeah, agreed. Wow. I'm saying cesspool as well. Uh, I just, I That's just think, crazy. but only for the for the same reason that I voted cesspool over Jinx is because I have a slight issue with the Outback art, which I don't have with cesspool. And that's that's why that cesspool gets the nod for me. Yeah, everything on cesspool's card hangs together nicely. You know, it's it's all present. It's all inspired and correct <clears throat> to the figure alongside it. He's got the super soaker by Leonard, which is. A wonderful little bit of, I suppose, subversion. You know, it's G.I. Joe's competitor, really. <laughs> the core. But Artback anyway, also I'm has a super soaker. Does he not? Artback also has a super soaker. It's just his bags covering it. 
God. Uh, the head sculpt and the, fa- the, the the artwork on the face is just amazing. It's kind of cherubic. He's got this really like cherubic. You, know, you cover it's it's the two face factor. You cover up the one side of the face and it's it's whole. And then you see the other side and it's crazed. But oh, yeah. the craziness, trans- you know, it kind of, it moves over. I mean, he's, he's all kinds of crazy. He's disfigured and crazy. And I don't understand how he can function with so much flesh missing on his face. It's just, he is some hideous, hideousness. Another little um, anecdote I can throw in here is that when Dave Proctor sculpted the original not the original, but the head for this particular figure, he did the scar so detailed that the club asked him to wind back a little bit on oh, on wow. the detail. So the, even that, that scar is amazing on the figure, but it would have been a hell of a lot more disfigured and gross and, and deeper and have more things going on in it had Dave had carte blanche on that. So they asked him to mm-hmm. wind back on the intensity of that particular scar which is quite cool wow. i heard it was because tombstone had scar envy so they had to dial it back <laughs> <laughs> i think my final factor that i'm going to throw into consideration before i i move on to the next speaker is cesspool wins for me because he is so original he's not borrowing from a bygone era because that's what this is all about. I think like the figure subscription service gave us opportunities at, at seeing new artworks or artworks that are so tweaked by the parts choices of the figures that they are effectively new skins, new n- new presentations of old characters. And Cesspool does that, whereas Tiger Force Outback leans so heavily on the vintage so as to not be its own thing, almost. Mm. And when you're comparing the two... Yes, they're both excellent, but which one is a successful new work, original work? And I'd say that tips more in favor of cesspool. You could argue that the cesspool, because obviously there is a, another cesspool, there is a vintage cesspool mm-hmm. artwork, and it's like the same pose, you know, very, very similar features going on all, all over the actual body and everything. But it's almost to the point where Adam has had to do something completely different with it Mm. because of all the changes on the actual figure and i think that's where the difference is where the where there'll be like you know the odd change here and there over some vintage art that's different this is like adam used that that as a basic structure but literally redid i mean the hair's slightly different like the the face is similar but he's made it more crazed in a way somehow oh i love Mm. it yeah yeah that expression wins it for me man yeah. It's yeah, he he's had to work that much harder in reskinning the original. And he's done it so successfully that he's trumped uh, a Hall of Famer. Cesspool for me at least has trumped Tiger Force Outback. You know if you Does say the word trump on YouTube, to contradict that. You're going to censor the show. <laughs> I said it a few oh, really? times, yeah. Whoops. Just joking, just joking. Um, I agree with you. I'll bleep that out. Tiger Force body wash should definitely be a thing. But cesspool is too nuts, and that's what you need. Like, uh, oh, this is a, a, a seamless way to promote Cujo's last joke on file cards. They just dropped earlier today. Uh, Rich's actually goes into a little bit of uh, card art facts. But, yeah, cesspool, you got to pull people in with crazy or scary or some kind of intensity. So he's going to take it for me as well. Wow. wow. We have a winner already. <laughs> yeah, if I had a vote. <laughs> you do have a vote. It just doesn't count, Paul. But yeah, still, no. are you on the, on the winning team with everyone else or are you going to be a loser? 
Oh, not no, that I voted yet, but you know. No, not that you voted yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably gonna like sing Cesspool's praises as well, uh, mostly because Adam Richards got paid to do this artwork, <laughs> and probably and hopefully quite handsomely. I I hope. But if you didn't, don't worry. It's not like you didn't do like fifty of the things. Um, but like jokes aside, it it is cool that it's a new artwork. I mean, even though its uh, template is based on an older artwork, uh, as Steve said, he has made it his own, and it's cool, and you can see that, and. Um, it's a few times, I mean, when I got this print, because this was one of the prints that I grabbed from Adam at the show, I was, I mean, when I saw this, I didn't see, like, the chainsaw didn't bug me. The lack of the metal arm didn't bug me. I didn't see that stuff. That stuff was all magically there somehow in my brain when I was looking at the artwork. So he, he managed to to nail that. And that gun, that, that gun in the front is very, very cool. There's a lot of great things going here. And yeah, Viva La New Artists doing artwork for, for card art. You know, like, it's all cool that we celebrate the old guys and whatever's, like Steve has also mentioned, but it's good to see the Very new nice. guys paid for stuff, you know? And, yeah, this artwork's cool, man. It's a cool artwork. I, I, I would put it on my wall if I had space for it, but at least I have it as a print, which is rare for me as well, if anybody cares. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I also give it to Cesspool. I mean... It's it's awesome because it, it is basically the exact same pose, but as we've all said before, he had to adapt, you know, the look of the character to what the new the figure looks like, and he's done an absolutely amazing job of of creating something brand new, but also that calls back to the original artwork. So that it's really cool that we're able to feature and choose something that's brand new that calls back. Um, but isn't just the original art with a slight, you know, Photoshop going on there. You're very cool, Father Christmas. But I, I have to give it to uh, Two Face because he's doing Flawless what victory. you're just knowing. <laughs> would we call uh, perfect? Would we say that Cesspool has had a clean perfect. sweep? <laughs> that makes so much Eco sense. Warriors. That makes so much sense. That's amazing, guys. Would our choices or would our outcome have changed at all? I know it's cruel to do this at the end of quite a lengthy process, but if Interrogator or Alpine had made it to the, the final, would any of you guys have swung the other way? Uh, no, no, I only swing one way. I swing as many <laughs> ways as is physically possible. And <laughs> no, but I think that I, I think those two are pretty awesome final. Um, I did say when we got to, I think, one of the quarters, was it? I think I said something like Alpine yeah. and Cesspool would have been a really good final. I, I think that too, especially in like the newer, the newer kind of art, I think that would have been a nice kind of like versus battle. But I think it's really nice that we got one vintage and one kind of, you know, modern to you know fighting yeah. for that put that position it was like almost you had one from each camp and i would say that that tiger force outback out of all of the vintage artwork stands out for me it's certainly one i remember more than any of the others you know if, if someone says to me gi joe card art it's always outback that that springs to mind mm. and now when someone mentions fss i'm not sure what you guys thought when this you know when this idea was being batted around were any that were there any that jumped out at you without checking? Because cesspool certainly was one for me. Yeah, that that's actually how I did my list. I first wrote everything that I could remember, and then actually mm. went online to go and look at them. Good properly. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So cesspool, Jinx uh, were two that stood out for me as like that had to be on my list. Big Boa as well. But then when I looked at the card art, when I looked at the art again, I was like why it's just the original artwork yeah see yeah. that's something i tried to do as well i tried to eliminate as many sort of re like photoshop redos 
as I could. I tried to do that just because I wanted the card art to be about the new card art. So, I mean, that's why, like, Psych Out was another one. Because I kept seeing Psych Out's card at the show, actually. And I was, and every time I looked at it, I was like, I want to buy that. Mm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, the most interesting thing for me is actually when 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 we Stephen gave us this list, I... I really chosen Cesspool as the winner. And I basically oh. predicted that he would win this entire thing. And mm. that the final would actually be between Outback and Cesspool. It's a fix. Predictotron 1000. Yeah, dude. Jeez, Rob. I mean, there so were some what are the lot of numbers that... again? <laughs> well, there were some choices <laughs> that I didn't think would go through. Um, Croatia. But, I, yeah. didn't think, I didn't think Croatia would go through. No, no, not at all. And <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yes. Um, but anyway, remember, don't spoil it. Stevens is still very much a big soccer fan, and he wants to watch the footy. Lol. Oh, when he gets forget the it. Chance. Who He's won the it. final? Come on. Croatia. Bosnia. Croatia is the World Cup. Wow. That's amazing. No, it's France. It's France. Oh, come on, you Because <laughs> that would have been awesome. There was a goal I had a bet with, and that would have worked out really nicely for me. Right, oh, well. Not know, Paul. I've Sorry, got a cool yeah, story right. about Croatia and a girl as well, but that'll be the content for another podcast or <laughs> Ooh, keep that one off oh, the record, no. perhaps. But uh, yeah, hence I had I had I had I had an interesting interest in uh, Croatia taking the cup. But damn it, okay. Mm, sorry, dude. Yeah. France won again. It was 1998. <laughs> I was in Slovenia watching the cup quarterfinal. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So that's the winner, Cesspool. I predicted the future, and I was right. Even though and Steven is the... in the future. I am. I am. And I I'm knew. going to uh, rejoin my future wife in bed. Ah. And I'm going to thank our ah. illustrious panel on this episode with special mention to Diagnostic 80. Hi. Christopher McLeod. Thank you. You are a font of wisdom. You are invaluable, and I'm glad you're part of this team. Oh. Thank you very much for having me. It's been an absolute blast. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to to edit the next show for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Full force. I'll do one of yours. How's sure. that? I mean, you keep them down to yeah. about half an hour. So <laughs> you can have one of my 10 hours just... ones. Oh, I really... <laughs> Are you guys just going to like double fist it? Or... Like... <laughs> yeah, we could, we could double fist it. Yeah, totally. No, thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been fun. I've had a great time chatting art, and uh, it's been great to, to hang with you guys again. And yeah, more of this would be great. Well, don't disappear too soon because we've got the other four waves and the final 12. Yeah, man, we've got a lot of art to get through. I hope uh, the listeners have enjoyed this. Uh, our viewers, in fact, if you've been watching the YouTube presentation, all thanks once again to Chris. Guys, I'm out. Yeah, me too. Full force. I'm Robert, and I'm out. Yeah, G.I. Joe, full force. Berg. Yo, Joe. Yo, force. We're leaving force. in Berg. from behind. Wait, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I actually want to go watch G.I. Joe the movie now. I'm going to quickly... Do it, jump. Paul. Do it. Yeah. Justin Gordon-Levitt, my real life best Cobra Commander. I've been going through all <laughs> of the VHS uh, Action Force dub tapes and cutting every single overdub out. And it's taken... It's like It's like... 11 hours of footage and it's take it's i'm still only about and i've got about 48 minutes worth of um of stuff that's been cut but in a couple of the episodes they say yo force it's like that I, it was yes. so weird <laughs> it's like they've gone completely they were just like well let's just slowly bring them into gi joe bit by bit we'll even have their battle cry change very very slightly 
each episode. <laughs> it's amazing. What? In that the happened, movie, I think in one of our yeah, in the movie, halfway yeah, through, I've got a copy where halfway through your job into into no, well they flip back full into full force. Yeah, there's and yeah. It's, it's a half funny and half episode. Yeah. It's like yes. they got bored halfway through and they're like, ah, whatever, just leave. Dude, it. the mistakes that are made on the on the VHS releases <laughs> are amazing. There's one Cold Slither release that so Cold Slither <laughs> came out twice. It came out with uh, Let's Play Soldier uh, as a as a two VHS kind of special. And then it came out again, mm. re-released on a four-episode VHS tape. And the what they did was they forgot to remove the GI Joe audio track. Um, so they've <laughs> just they've got both the overdub full track, so all of the all of the bits that are said and all of the overdubs, and then the original GI Joe track at the same time, but slightly out of phase. Wow! So you've got this oh, weird like double Doctor track oh, thing going on. And um, when, and the other uh, beauty part is there are two different songs at the end by the Average Joe Band and the Action Force Band, and they converge mm. to make this horrible like even <laughs> worse. <laughs> All over the place, double song. It's unbelievable. Well, guess what's playing us out right now? <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do.